dealers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and as you can tell, Sarge has changed. It's uh, Dan before time, uh, our guest co-host today. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate you uh, filling in for, for my bro. Um, so if those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, it's a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Um, we're on episode 76. Oh my God, I say it every week. I'm amazed that we make it this far every single week because who knows, every day I might get bored and be like, ah, I'm done. I don't feel like doing this anymore. So I think the last episode you were on was like like 60-something. It was like 61 or 62. It's been a while. It's been like yeah. September, I think, the last time you were here. I think it was um, shortly after It was shortly after No Man's Sky launch, right? Uh, was it shortly after? I think it was like July. It might have been August or September, I think. It was crazy. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since already. So thanks for coming on. You can watch us every single week uh, right here on Twitch, live at 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday nights. Uh, after the fact, you can watch us on YouTube. All the episodes are up to date on YouTube. Um, you can watch us there. Or you can also download us and listen to us on the road on, on iTunes. Make sure you guys, uh, if you do listen to that, please leave a review because I like to uh, get this show known on uh, iTunes. So make sure you guys leave a review, good or bad. doesn't really matter. Leave a review. Uh, you know, Honesty is the best policy. I want to hear feedback. I want to make the show better for you guys uh, to make it more entertaining. So appreciate it. So, all right. So let's get started. Um, let's, let's, Dan, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? What have you been, what have you been doing since the last time you were on the show? Um, parenting. <laughs> Being tired as hell. Right. I um, feel you. Yeah. No, just busy. Um, trying to. It, it, it's it's weird because last time you had me on it was like right in the height of like the crazy growth for me on youtube mm -hmm. um that was during the whole no man's sky thing and then like right after like right after i came on it just like it became this whole huge debacle yeah and, uh, everyone hates it right it's, it's and yeah. so um the growth stopped is an understatement um and then it, there was this weird period of like me you know, I didn't want to make content on No Man's Sky just to cause controversy, so I, I kind of branched out and tried to do other things, and um, some of it worked. Like, I'd have single videos that did well, and then it was just weird, and um, basically just trying to continue making content and stay busy and stay active. So, okay, going into that, like, <clears throat> what does it feel like when you're all of a sudden, right, you you feel like you're you're just making videos, and all of a sudden you start getting this popularity, right? And then you feel like this is awesome. This is a great feeling. And then all of a right. sudden you hit that plateau, right? And it flattens yeah. out. What is that? What is that feeling? Like, does it feel like oh. the bottom of the, like the rug just pulled out from underneath you? It's kind of weird because like, obviously as, as a, I mean, you, you know this too, as a content creator and somebody that puts as much time and effort into it as like you do personally, um, you want, you don't, you don't ever do it for other people but it's it's, it's nice, always nice it's nice, it's to, nice be, to have right. the validation like what you're doing is actually worth watching you right. know what i mean so yeah it was absolutely like this this really cool feeling 
seeing the channel grow and seeing positive feedback and everything. Um, but then it, it was no man's sky was such a weird game because it, it was so loved. And then like one day it all fell off and went down just as fast as it went up. Right. Right. Um, so I was associated with that right or wrong. I mean, I was associated with it. So people, it, it was weird to, it, it felt like the floor fell out. Really, I mean, when I was on last time, that was like at the peak of where my channel was. Right. And then like a week after that, shit started going sideways with that game. Man, maybe it was my fault. Maybe it's because no, you're on yeah. the show. <laughs> right um, no, but it, it was weird. And it was weird because it felt like you're just like, you start questioning like, and this is just natural human nature. You start questioning, is it, yep. what am I doing wrong? Right. What like, What did I do? What What was that video that, that tanked this? Right. right, right. Yeah. So it was it was weird and it, it, it took a long time to get used to. I didn't, I tried to not let it get me down. But, you know, when you're riding a wave and you're like used to a lot of, tons of interaction, tons of likes and everything. And then it all of a sudden just goes completely sour. It was weird, um, but I tried to just power through it by doing I just tried I just tried to do all kinds of different games and different kinds of stuff, different different styles of content and I basically just floundered <laughs> floundered around until recently. Right, you were you now you played Battlefield 1, right? I did. Yeah. And, and then I posted you, a couple videos. And then you played Call of Duty. Yes. And you even had a video that said that, you know, uh you're like I'm going to say it. I like this game and Battlefield, you know, yeah. and people, <laughs> yeah. most people are like, no, you can only like right. one or the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, that didn't go. I thought people would be like, oh, he's making a reasonable point. But then I forgot that I was on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a lot of a lot of hate for that. Um, yeah, I even even my most loyal viewers were letting me know that they did not want to see that on the channel. Really? They didn't like they didn't <laughs> they didn't want to see Call of Duty. Yeah, no, not at all. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, which is okay with me. It's like it's weird because I started I started YouTube with Call of Duty. Right. Um and then but it's like at the same time that's been done a million different ways by right. a zillion different people. So there's only so much creative license that you can take with that style of video, so I'm fine with that. Um it's not it's not I found out that it's not really what I want to do long term for content anyway. So the the analogy I'm gonna use for No Man's Sky, right? No Man's Sky was like the popular chick in high school, right? <laughs> and then the popular chick got pregnant, right? <laughs> and then everybody was like talking about the pregnant chick, right? And behind right. her back. And then they were like, we can't associate with her anymore. Yeah. Right. And that, I mean, I know I'm going to get face palms in my channel, but I mean, that's the way I look, I look at No Man's Sky. Like No Man's Sky was this hyped up, beautiful, beautiful girl, right? And then all of a sudden just boom. And everyone's like, that's a terrible girl. She's a slut, <laughs> right? Like, and then, blacklisted. right, blacklisted. And that was it, right? So, yeah. That's how I feel. No Man's Sky. I still play No Man's Sky, right? I, I, yeah. it's, it's. I don't play it on stream. I go back every once in a while just to play. It's a beautiful game. It really is yeah, a beautiful game. Good. And the update they did for it back in, I think it was like November. I think it was when they did the, um, the base building and stuff like that. I thought was great for the game, but at the same time, it still wasn't that uh, enough content in the game to propel it back into back to life right i agree like it was a it is a quality update yeah i mean but it's not you're right you're exactly right it's it, it's it's probably i mean realistic too little too late stuff that should have been in there in, in right the from the beginning launched. right 
So do you think if that update was in the game at the very beginning that we would still like the hot girl in high school? Or do you think no. we would still shun her? <laughs> yeah, I still don't think it was enough. Right. I mean, the game, to be fair, the game, the game is interesting. It's beautiful, like you said. It is certainly unique. There's nothing quite like No Man's Sky out there, but it, it still is. I mean, I think it's reasonably fair to say that it's an incomplete game. Right, right. And I, we, we've talked about it on the show where I feel like No Man's Sky... I I feel bad for Sean Murray because Sean Murray was just a small indie developer, right? Yeah. And they wanted to make a great game, and then Sony approached them saying, hey, we really like your game. It looks great. We can help yeah. you with this. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest downfall of Hello Games. And I think they tried to recover, but Sean Murray's just like, you know what? They just ruin. They just they just shat over my dream, right? It's yeah. sort of like Michael Bay remaking all my childhood uh, cartoons and right. just shitting all over them. Yeah. And that's what Sony did to to his his company and his game. And I feel like he got a bad break, and now he's a uh, he's bitter. I think he's bitter <laughs> about yeah. what I, to do. I, I think so too. Um, I don't think. I mean, I'm sure you're when you, when you're a little developer like that and you get approached, that's exciting, right? But then they rush that trailer out. Yep. And the trailer was so much more than what they could deliver. And then you, once Sony is on, once Sony is driving that train, right? They want they want to make. What are you gonna do? Exactly, right? And they're like, hey, you need to go on talk shows. You need to do this. You need to do that. And he's like, no, I, I just want to make my game. Right. Right. Especially because that trailer became like probably one of the most talked about things from that E3 as well. So right. It just becomes a whole different monster at that point. So sticking with No Man's Sky. Uh, Ironically, I guess you could say, at GDC, they won for <laughs> the most innovative game of 2016, or I yeah. guess 2017 is what it actually says, Innovation Award at the GDC 2017. No one saw that coming, right? I mean, Including them. Right? Nobody <laughs> saw that coming because they're like, there's no way. They probably, they probably got the nomination in like the mail, and they're like, yeah, I guess we'll show up just because whatever. But, Did you see that they actually weren't there when it got announced? They didn't. Oh, I didn't see. No, I didn't see. The, so they the weren't there. They were. They were at dinner because they were like, "We're not going to win this." Oh. <laughs> and so the guy that announced it had to accept the award for them as oh, a stand-in. God. <laughs> so it's like, which is it's just typical No Man's Sky. It's the right, whole right. That's just how the whole thing oh, is gone. God, through. at least show up for your reward. They're like, right. We'll mail it to you. Don't worry about it. We'll get we'll get it after dinner. Don't worry. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's. It's nice to be to be voted on by your peers and stuff in your industry, right? For sure. But at I'm the sure same that, time, I'm sure their peers have to be like these guys got shit on for the last right. year. Right? Do you think that they got the pity votes and they 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 got innovative game of the year because of it, or I do you think they that, got it because know, of I mean, the actual innovation of the game? Yeah, I mean, it would it, technically it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty impressive thing that they did from yeah. a like from a back end standpoint. But I don't know what else was nominated, so I don't. I mean, I don't know if it was a. Pity I vote didn't. Or not. I, right. I didn't. I didn't really see. I just saw it, and I was just like, "Really?" I was like, "Wow, they won it." <laughs> I didn't know they didn't. I didn't know they ex didn't accept it. that. That's even funnier, though. I mean, that's pretty funny that they weren't there. So, all right, going with a game like No Man's Sky, and you made a video of a game called Boundless. Okay. Indeed. And. When I saw your video, because I watch, I watch your videos. I never comment or anything, but I'm like a lurker on YouTube, right? I, I watch right. your videos and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, I saw it and I was like, I was like, what is this, right? So, did you know about this game when it was called Oot when it was on Kickstarter like two years ago, or did you find Boundless now, like going through Steam and trying to find it? Um, 
I did not know about it when it was Ort online. Ort. That's I call um, it Oot. Uh. I found out about it. Um, Paris. I think it was Paris Games Week. Mm-hmm. Um, 2015 is the first trailer that I saw at the PlayStation Experience, right? Or the PlayStation press conference. See, I rem- I remember that, but then I lost interest because I, you know, never saw anything about it, right? Right, and then um, I didn't really, I didn't really like um, a couple of the other guys that make No Man's Sky that have No Man's Sky channels. Mm-hmm. We talk, and it's something that. It, it kind of bubbles up every now and then. And then I kind of had forgotten about it too until December when they showed the new trailer at the right. PlayStation Experience. And then I was like, holy crap, that game... It looks gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. And right. that's really what initially drew me to the game is just how crazy it looks and how different it is from everything else. Um, and then I started researching it like... It was weird. I like I got obsessed with researching the game and I like I would go on the forums all the time, even before I bought the game and like would learn everything that I could about it. And then I just um, I made that video. um, The first video I did on it was called What is Boundless? Mm -hmm. And it was just like it was kind of one of those moments where it's like this is a game that I could see some of at least some of the holdovers that stuck with me from No Man's Sky Mm -hmm. would be interested in. So I kind of just did an informational video about it and it it kind of like it just felt right and I stuck with it. So that's that's where I started. And then I I, I bought into it um, at like whatever the because yeah. it's early access. Yeah, right? for I people, got the early for, access for, for people that don't know it's early access and you can buy in at different tiers and stuff um, if you go through the website. So right, you can go from like thirty five dollars, which I think is the lowest all the way <laughs> right. up to like five grand. <laughs> right, which is like right. you, you're basically king of the game at that point. Right, you're like five grand. You're like basically like one of the honorary developers, basically, because you can like create your own planets and you can uh, get into uh, a, a private like channel with the devs and talk to them and stuff like that. Um, this this community, when you sh- when when I saw that video that you made, I was just like, I was like, what is this? I was like, wait a minute. I was like, right. did Minecraft get a uh, get a mod that looks like really badass looking? I was like, because yeah. I know exactly how you feel when you got involved in this game because back when Minecraft was first, uh, I remember watching G4 TV, and I don't remember if you remember a show called um, uh, God, I'm I'm forgetting the name of it with Morgan Webb and Adam Sessler. I can't remember the the damn name of the show. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't remember the name. It's of not the show Attack on. of the Show. That was Kevin Pereira's. Uh, I forget the 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 chattel the chattel helped me anyway. They did a story on minecraft uh and how marcus um notch was he quit his job and he started developing minecraft on his own one man making this world in voxel right which is what the boundless and minecraft and other games that that used it and he quit his job to make minecraft by himself and then it started getting you know some some legs on it and then he started hiring you know three other people and then it, it it morphed into this this game and which is a phenomenon now, which is like one of the most right. popular games on the on the planet. And I got in, I paid eight bucks. Eight bucks for pre alpha, right? And literally the game was eight blocks. It was eight different blocks in the game. That was it. And it was this open world where you could just walk around and do everything. And my brain, I got so addicted to this and it only had eight blocks, right? Yeah. Boundless has got like hundreds of things and so gorgeous. Right. Minecraft didn't look anywhere near this gorgeous when it when it uh when it came out 
And I got in for eight bucks and I played the crap out of that game for five years. And I loved it because every week they would just keep updating and adding more stuff and then bad guys and different things. And when I heard about it on the, on the channel, I was like, I heard the story and I knew what Minecraft was. And then we own a little farm store here in, in Florida. And one of the workers was a, a 14 year old kid. And he goes, cause he knew I played games. He's like, Hey, did you ever play, you ever play Minecraft? And I'm like, no, what's Minecraft? And he told me, and I was like, oh yeah, it's the game that the guy's making. He's like, yeah, it's really cool. You get to build things and there's, there's creatures that come out at night and it's really cool. And I was like, I was like, eh, I don't know. And I went home and I looked at it and I went, that's the game they talked about on, on the show. So I downloaded it, paid eight bucks and I never looked back. It was the best $8 by, by hands down that I've ever, ever spent on any game. That's incredible. Cause I, I played, it's the biggest game I've ever played. I've had about four or 5,000 hours into the game. Um, and I would make these elaborate, uh, buildings and different things. And I, I applied to the, I don't know if you ever, um, ever saw it's called Westeros craft. It's a Minecraft server that basically replicated the game of Thrones world. Okay. In Minecraft. Now you got to check it out. <laughs> it's, I have to. it's, it's called Westeros craft. It's amazing. So there's a long application process that you have to go into it and to get to be built. All right, you have to submit stuff to them based on like drawings or things that you've seen from Game of Thrones, and then you would have to build, recreate that in the game uh, to scale. And I applied, got in, and I only did it for like a week, and it was so much. Uh, I didn't think it would take that much time to put into it, so I had yeah. to quit because I, I it wasn't fair for them, you know, for for people that were building on that on that server. It's amazing though. You got to check it out. I don't know if here actually if I can bring it up. It's it's <laughs> it's one of the craziest craziest things. Uh, let's see, Westeros Craft. Uh, so yeah, so it's just it's just like it's just like Minecraft. So going back to Boundless, right? When I when I saw you play it, I was super super into it. I was like I was like man, this this is just like Minecraft. It reminds me. I was like I gotta play it. I gotta play it. And I I asked you a couple questions. I was like. I forget what the exact questions were, but it was like three questions I asked you. Yeah. And you answered them, and I was like, all right, I'm buying it. Like, that yeah, was... Like, <laughs> it was like the same. I, w I figured like, oh, I'll think about it. But you were like nope. three questions deep. You were like, I'm in. Yep. I was like, that's it. I'm in. Okay. So these are some, uh, let me see if I can video. Westeros Craft YouTube. There we are. So these are some videos. I don't think you guys are going to be able to hear the audio. We'll go over to the news. All right, so videos playing in, in chat uh, below us right now. Uh, Dan, you'll see it in 15 seconds, whatever. So this is their own their, their own uh, mod package, like their own graphics on top of this. This is not regular Minecraft graphics. They have a bunch of different mods in the game. Uh, this is a, basically a whole. Uh, I think it's a 20 to one scale of the oh, whole okay. of the whole thing. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, if you own Minecraft on the computer on PC. Uh, I suggest you go there. It's you can get in there. There's a role-playing server. There was hundreds and hundreds of people that made this uh, possible. It's absolutely brilliant, and I think Boundless can just become just like this. Now I don't know. Maybe you know um, if if they have a creative mode coming. I've, I haven't heard anything as far as a creative mode coming to Boundless. I would love if they did though. Um, I don't. 
I not a, I haven't heard anything in an official capacity. There's been plenty of people that have talked about it on the forums though. Right. Um, but I don't know if it's coming in like. Hey. On the, I I would you would assume that. That right, right. They would be thinking about that down the line, but yeah, I don't. Not officially, they right? No, nothing official. But I, because I built, uh, you've seen Dragon Watch in in the game where the guy right. uh, DZ Chan uh, Chan uh, made this dragon. It's beautiful, it's an yeah, absolute it's beautiful creation. Uh, made me want to build something. So over by my uh, little castle that I built, I built this uh, this statue of this hand. Um, it's just a sculpture of a hand that one of my viewers was like, "Hey, why don't you make this?" And I was like. Okay, <laughs> so I, I, I took a picture off Google and recreated it inside Boundless, but it's super hard to build stuff because it's all, there's no creative mode, there's no flying, there's no nothing like that. So yeah. it's straight up just hang Trial from, right, hang hang from your from your grapple while you while you build some stuff. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is absolutely beautiful. If you if you're still watching the video, it, it, I am. It's it's mind blowing. Yeah, it's. This video doesn't do any justice because you can literally spend hours and hours in one, uh, in one city, in this game. So, so playing Boundless. What is your? Because you've never played Minecraft. You never. I haven't. No, I not at all. So what? What makes Boundless uh, addictive to you? Like, what do you like about it? Like, why is it? Why is it a game that someone, if they're interested in a pre-alpha game or a game like this, why why should they? play it um so for me like like you said i've never played um really minecraft for one or any voxel based game um so i didn't really know what i was getting into at all um i just liked the way it looked in the trailers and i became fascinated with the tech behind the game um like the portals i don't, I don't know um if many people have seen that trailer uh with when when you go from one of the main, let me put it like this. One of the main um, kind of like. Uh, I'm listening. I'm just looking up something. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to talk, how to say it. One of the main uh, features of the game is the ability to travel through portals right. in real time. And the portal represents each portal or each side of the portal represents a different server. And you can walk through servers seamlessly with visual representation of the server in real time on the screen. That as like a, a person that is just amazed by technical things that's crazy to me so i was like is that first of all when i first saw it i'm like is that real right and then so i and love I, I love that whole process when you open up a portal like right. it's, it's like a window right into and the... you can walk around it and it it's just so crazy like when i found out that that is in real time and it's showing you what's on a different server through a piece of glass essentially basically in the right. game i was like I, first of all i wanted to know if it worked like that in practice so i was like I, that's why i really wanted to get in the game and see if it really worked like that and it's just as smooth as it looks on the trailer right um and then be, this being my first um, voxel based game once i got into the game um first for, when i first jumped into it it was just straight exploration like just looking at everything like this game looks incredible right and then you start um it starts out very simple like um i forget what i forget what you did first but like it's like build a torch or whatever right it's, it's basically it's a tutorial it, of of what you should do right it like slowly steps you up like build a an axe or whatever and then place a few blocks to make a a shelter um and then that just got really addictive to me and mm -hmm. you just want to keep moving to the next step and then you're like oh if i do this i can do this better right 
Plus, then they also throw in, and the enemies are low tier at for sure at first, but and they're not like a big. You don't have to worry about it. But then you're harvesting materials from them, and you're just harvesting all kinds of materials, and right. then it kind of just. Anybody that's played a voxel game, obviously, because there's plenty of people I'm sure in the chat that have played more than I have. It just kind of builds on itself, and you get you get sucked into it. And then after that, when I really started, when I when I picked a site with the beacon, and the beacon system is really cool, I think because I think it's great. It keeps you. It basically keeps your builds from being griefed by mm -hmm. other players in the world, um, which is great. So once I got really into like. The creative aspect of it of like building my own place then i really started to like think and see the potential and what right. you could do in this and then then it just kind of becomes like this spiral of like right because about it all the time uh, right you're like what can i do better what can i do oh what do i need what materials do i need and right you're like oh i need to, i need this stone but when i get this stone oh i don't have any hammers so now i have to go right. make hammers right and to yeah. make hammers you need this supplies so you need an axe if you don't have an axe then you have to make it's like this whole spiral downward to the basics to get what you need. Right. And rinse which and repeat, is, rinse and repeat. Which is really cool to me, having never played a game like this before. And also the way that everything is timed. Yes. It's it's a really it's a really ingenious design concept of the way that they the way that they make, like you said, little steps that all have to be done in order to get to a bigger step. Um, but it's not instantaneous, so you have right. to constantly be doing something. See, I like I like the fact that a lot of people going on the forums, first of all, I have to say that this community, the Boundless community, is some of the nicest uh, people in the community I've ever been in any game. Um, everyone, I've never, I haven't come across an asshole yet, right? I mean, I'm sure when the game comes out and, oh, yeah. and does- control that after a certain right, point. And does certain things that they'll, there, there'll be someone out there that's that's just an asshole. But right now, I haven't met that person. And right. everyone's been super helpful. When I first started on like day one, I was like, all right, let me stream this, right? And I started playing. And uh, um, One Bit Nightly, uh, one of the main people that I've met in the game. Super cool dude. Super cool dude. Like literally uh, gave me like hammers, like iron hammers and stuff. He just came by, found me on my stream. Okay, yeah. and then found me in the game because of the stream, and I was like, "He's like, yeah, I'm just watching you right now." And I was like, "How did you find me? Like, <laughs> like, how did you know where I was?" And he gave me some hammers and stuff, which I liked and I didn't like at one point because I'm not new to voxel games, right? So right. I didn't really do a tutorial. I knew exactly. I hit the ground running. All right, I was like, "Okay, I got to build. I got to build some axe uh, pickaxes, and I got to build some axe uh, regular axes. Get some wood, collect it, and make different tools." I knew what I had to do, but I, what I didn't know is because I was looking at it like Minecraft, where Minecraft you had a, a little recipe where you had yeah. to place these things in certain. When Minecraft first came out, you had to you, just like Boundless, you didn't know how to make anything, right? Right. And you had to figure out by putting sticks in a certain pattern that it made a weapon, right? Oh, wow. Or make a, a pickaxe. And then obviously when people figure that out, they put it on Wiki and Google, and then right. everyone knew how to, to do it. And then Ma Xbox made it even simpler because basically it's like what Boundless is doing where you put some stuff in and it goes, this is what you can make. And then you yeah. click on it and then you makes it. Right. But uh, with Boundless, I was like, okay. So I, I started making stuff and I was like, wait a minute, how do I make stuff? And how do I know what materials make what? And it was a little, it was a little daunting for yeah. a little bit for me. Uh, I'm sure it was daunting more for someone that's never played a game before. Like, how do I do this? Definitely. It was like big time at first to where it was like overwhelming almost where because it's so 
the good thing and the bad thing of it, and I think this probably has to do with coming in pre-alpha. I'm mm -hmm. sure some of this stuff is going to get ironed out as you move along, but past the and the tutorial now, which is like two months two months later than when I jumped in, mm -hmm. is way more fleshed out than it was when I jumped in. Right. Well, right. Which was right when you jumped in right. as well. But it was like it it told you how to make a torch and then a crafting table and then it said place a couple blocks and then that was basically it for the tutorial. Right. Um. But so I didn't know anything and that's when I learned that the community was so awesome is because I just went I just started going on the forums all the time and looking for constantly always the discord channel posts. yeah yeah and then I found um boundlesscrafting.com which mm -hmm. is a site that's made completely by boundless fans right community that has yep. all the crafting recipes and it's just I learned I learned everything about the game that I know so far and I, there's still so much that I don't know but I've learned it all outside of the game from the community which is right which is i get why they do it that way because it it makes the community so engaged and interconnected right and so what got me on this game when you started playing it because i used to play minecraft and we used to go into multiplayer servers and people used to make basically what boundless is right right the way it is where there's a an economy and there's buildings that people can't grief by other different mods that they put into the game and i liked it but I was like, there's something about Minecraft, and it was funny because before I saw your video, I was literally talking to one of my friends. We play Minecraft on Xbox and stuff together, and I was like, man, I wish, I wish Minecraft was just a little bit more detailed and a little bit um, not as easy, right? I want, yeah. I want something more challenging. I feel like I've, I feel like Minecraft is is a great game and it's great for kids and adults, but I feel like when you get to a certain point in Minecraft, I feel like Boundless is like the adult Minecraft. And I know there's kids that play it um, by any, by all means, but I just feel like because of the economy, because of the the different servers, and because of the way the fans, I mean, these people that created this game were fans of Minecraft and they made right. the game better. And I, yeah. I like to say it as they didn't create the voxel game, but they made the voxel game better. Sort of like Apple yes. didn't create the cell phone, right? right? But they made the cell phone better, right? Yeah. And I, I, I feel like the, the constant online all the time so even when you're gone things are changing things are moving um you could be running across a landscape one day and there's nothing there all of a sudden two days later you come back and there's like someone's castle is yeah. in the middle of that in, the, in that field and you're like holy christ like that's amazing and i love that the trading and i love the economy and i love all this stuff that they have in the game already but i also like the fact that they're constantly adding stuff and they're constantly keeping in touch with the community and they want to know what what works and what doesn't work, and I I just feel I mean I've only been playing, uh, I've, I've been playing about 140 hours now, <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm way way ahead of where I am. Right, so I've I've been oh yeah, I hit the ground running like sprinting and not even running I was sprinting, um so I put a lot of time in I literally built one house I've destroyed that house I built another house destroyed those houses and now I built the castle that you've seen yeah. right. So I've I've built a lot of stuff, and now if you see the video, I'm literally building a giant hand. That's that upper <laughs> the lep, upper left hand corner. Uh, I'm recreating that. I just like building stuff. I like challenging myself and being. It's like Legos without the cleanup, yeah, yeah. right? You know what I mean. So I really like the game though because you can teleport, not teleport. You can warp to different servers or planets. You can explore those planets. Each one's diff more difficult. So there's a starting planet on each server. Then there's like a medium planet, and then there's like a hard level planet. Uh, on each server. Did you know that? Yes. Okay. Um, ha I haven't been off planet yet, though. Have you? 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've been I've been exploring. I've been on to about five five different planets. Uh, day one or two being in the game, not even day one. I would say like seven hours in the game. I went to the uh, what is it the Theric Theric uh, market? Oh, the market. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's the stream that I, I right. Buy and then I got the 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 locations for you. That's the ones I gave you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, and Knightley gave me that to get there. So yeah, he gave me some hammers and he gave me some stuff to actually go go explore. And that's I cool. I just love it. I love the day night cycles and way that the planet comes across. It's just so epic. It is. <laughs> like you can literally look at the planet and now because people are building, you could literally see buildings forming on the other planet and that just blows that is, my mind. It's that, one yeah, of the coolest when I things. I found out that that is a thing. I was just like, wow. And especially like I don't know if you've seen some of the screenshots in the weekly updates where they show what the UI is going to look like down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, that it's incredible how they're going to have like the capitals highlighted and, yep. and viewable from off planet and stuff. It's crazy. I love how the community already is is planning. Like we know the game's getting get resetted, right? But we all don't care. We're like, right? We're building stuff. We're doing stuff. Let's 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 go on. And Which is wild too, because th that shows you just kind of how good the game is and how fun it is to actually play. Right? Is that all these people on here are building in incredibly intricate stuff? And we all know that it's going to disappear. Yeah, it's going to be disappear. Yep. <laughs> I'll build it again. Which is funny to me because a game like Destiny where I leveled up all my guns and then they reset them, I get yeah. pissed about, right? Because right. I, I leveled up. But yet I can play a game like this and I'm like, eh, I'll just build something else next time. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's because the process, the fun of it is in the process of the creation. Right. And I, so it's like, you can't like asking me to build something that I already learned a bunch on and build it better again, like, mm -hmm. that's not a bummer. That's like, yeah, I want an excuse to build something else. Here, Here's another reason I like Boundless. When I build something in Minecraft, when I wasn't streaming, and I, I started my stream on Twitch with Minecraft, showing people how to build stuff. And then, okay. and then I, I got off because I had to work, you know, real life happened. And now I'm, now I'm streaming basically full-time without full-time pay. But, uh, <laughs> I love the fact, because in Minecraft, when I built something, it was a single-player game, and nobody could see my creations, right? Nobody could see them. And now, when I, when I used to play on a, on a multiplayer server, I would build stuff, and people would see them and be like, wow, who built this city? And I'm like, I did. And they're like, by yourself? I'm like, yeah. And I, the way I build stuff is I, I like role-play it, right? So I'll build a building and make a bank, or I'll build another building and it's a... Uh, I'll make the building look like a, a blacksmith shop, and then I'll take something else and make it look like a wood, uh, you know, a, a woodcutting place where the, the the logs are on the ground and they're chopped up and they're stacked up and stuff. I did I did stuff like that, and I'm gonna do it again in this game as well. But I love the fact that people could see it. But the difference between this and and Minecraft, people would come over there and grief your shit. They would right. <laughs> they would wreck it yeah. just because they could. And even with the with certain mods and stuff, it, it wouldn't work. And boundless, you have plots of land. And I was like, oh, damn. I was like, wait a minute. So now I can own this land and I can literally charge people to enter my house or enter my area to chop down trees or uh, whatever. I could do whatever I want within the game. And I think that's right. amazing. And I love the fact, like, I'm building a, a giant hand for no reason, okay? <laughs> 
but yet people can come and go look at this and go, holy shit, that's amazing. Like how yeah. did, you know what I mean? And that's right. what I like about games like this where you can be creative and other people can see what you're doing and be like, what? first of all, why? Like, well, why, why, is there a why is there a giant hand? And right. then two going, wow, that's really good, right? You know what I mean? So I just, I just love the fact uh, that the game's like that. It almost reminds me of, we talked about Star Wars Galaxies. You, you played it back in the yeah. day. Yeah. Where when you run across a landscape, nothing's there. And then all of a sudden you come back and then there's like a giant city. Like, how cool was it on the community to see, hey, we found a plot of land. This is called Dragon Watch. People want to come by and want to open up a shop. You know, let me know. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, there's a there's a it's like a city. It's a city. Right. There's a yeah. city. There's a city there. And people came from all over the place to open up a shop there and, and started making a, a in-game economy and, and market. And it's just absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, it's so cool. So what are you looking forward to the most that you, all the stuff that you've read uh, about Boundless uh, coming in the, in the next couple weeks, months? Is there um, something that, that, that sticks out for you? As far as like a specific feature? Yeah. Um, not to be honest with you, not really. Like the thing that I'm most excited about is just learning how to, how to be a better builder. Cause okay. I want to do like, that's what I'm like, what I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry if I keep looking away, but no. I'm just watching yeah. you build this hand on yeah. the screen. Yeah, that's why it's there. It's, yeah. it's it, like, that's the kind of stuff that I want to do. Like have people come and discover this and just be like, what in the hell is right. this dude doing? Right. Like, did, I don't know. Did you see that house that the guy posted on the forums? Over he by pixel deal about it. By pixel. He, it, was, uh, it basically looked like a Frank Lloyd Wright piece of architecture it was incredible are you talking about recently or like no, a couple it was weeks ago like right when you jumped in i, I know what you're talking about it uh, i actually went there I, I thought it was great i actually i build stuff like that in minecraft all the time where it's like really small at the bottom and then it gets bigger and bigger and it's got a nice little like uh pointy roof is that oh, the one no, that one is cool too but that's not the one i was talking about which one are you talking about um it was like this it looked like it almost looked like a um like a, a hollywood hills mansion it was like a super modern looking home, but he did it in Boundless. It was crazy. I, I didn't see that one. I didn't see that and one. And it had like a garage and it had like, Oh, I didn't um, I didn't see this like one. Multiple outdoor <laughs> balconies and like it was it was like a, a total modern home. It was crazy. You know, I actually took a screenshot of one. I don't know if it's the same one. I'll have to I'll have to go check out the forums cuz I love looking at people's I love going to people's places. Have you seen the um the uh they just posted it on the Boundless uh Twitter site, but I've been there the the astronomy, uh, the the dome. Have you been to that city yet? I have not been there. No, I saw the pictures though. It's it's really done well, but I look at it and I'm like, I was like, this guy I can tell was a builder in Minecraft because the way he built the dome. Yeah. You could tell. I was like, all right, so he recreated it from Minecraft, and I looked at it and I went, man, if he just knew how to use the chisel tool, he yeah. could make that dome completely smooth and it would look so much better. But I love looking at stuff like that and going. I like what they did there for that for that style. I'm gonna steal that idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love looking at other people's work. Uh, it really gets my my juices flowing in my head to be creative, and I, I that's what I love. I love being other people being creative. I don't think I'm the best builder in the world by any means, uh, but I just I like challenging myself uh, to do stuff like this. And I have no no reason. Like I built my castle, my house. I started with the front door. I built a six tall door, and I went. What am I going to build with this, right? So I built I built the door and I built the the two sides of the door and I went, oh, let's see. And I just started organically kind of like building yeah. it, right? And just coming off an idea and I got my 
uh, inspiration from looking at a bunch of Viking uh, house photos uh, and and uh, European like castles. And I was like, oh, I'll add that, and I'll do this, and I'll and I'll do that. And it and it came out, and I I think it's awesome. I think I can make it better, yeah. but I think it's no, I think it it's pretty like, awesome. When I first saw it, I was like. That's when I knew you were you were bringing out you were bringing over some skills. From yeah, from Minecraft. Minecraft I was yeah, just like how in the hell did he build that so fast? Because you did it fast too. Oh yeah, I do it pretty. Like the, I, I build pretty fast. The first time I saw you in game, you it was like your own your old little homestead, and then I came back like what felt like two or three days later, and then you had this big <laughs> stone castle. Yeah. in the middle of the. I'm like, I built this. I built this hand in like twelve hours like 14 hours like from from scratch i was like i asked the chat i was like what should i build one of my one of my guys take uh take it easy take it geezy said uh what about this he posted a picture i was like yeah looks good well let's do that and i was like why not that seems hard but yet easy enough to to pop out on stream and i i i like teaching people how how to build something right and i right i i think it, this is a great game I, and i'm banking on this i'm very very open uh to I think this game is going to be huge. I think I, this, I agree. I think well. this game is going to be huge. I'm glad I'm streaming it right now. I mean, I'm a small streamer, right? I can, I can do this because I am a small streamer. Like, right. if I was a person that was already established and like known for Destiny or known for another game, and I'm all of a sudden I'm like, I'm playing this creative game called Boundless <laughs> that nobody knows about, and it's an alpha. And there's only 15 people in the whole world that's playing it right now. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's like suicide. But because I'm I'm I play what I want and do what I want, I'm like, you know what? I wanted to grow my channel originally off Minecraft, and I didn't have the opportunity, and I fell behind. And I yeah. think now I'm on the ahead, the tail of the, uh, the head of this, not the tail. You know what Certainly. I mean? So I think I if I stick with it and create stuff and known as the guy that builds stuff like this and does things, then uh, maybe my Twitch uh, channel could grow a little bit based on just this game. You know, who knows? Who knows? It's uh, I see nothing. I like personally. I I don't have a problem talking about it either. I see nothing but potential with this game right now um, because it does take a, an existing formula, like you said, but it just improves on it in every single way. Like there's no, like I said, I didn't play Minecraft, but I watched enough of my little cousins playing it to right. know kind of what it was about. Um, and I've watched enough YouTube videos, but it boundless, in my opinion, from the outside looking in, ha, improves on what Minecraft does in almost every single way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's and, it's taken the it's taken the iPhone, it's taken a regular cell phone and made it into the iPhone, the touchscreen and the better thing, the better looking graphics and everything. And once they, once it releases and they, because they're not doing, they're doing what No Man's Sky didn't, which is genius they're not doing any high any pre-hype um the only people hyping it are people are, that play it are us basically right? right um which is good and then when people find out about this i think that it's just one of those games that's so fun to play that it's going to just grow into something really 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 special i think i'm excited right now because they just did an update i haven't played it since they they implemented it yesterday yeah the, me neither with the uh the oh. the total portals that stay open now yeah, but now you have to get certain different blocks to get them and to to operate it, and then use sparks to keep them running. Right. So I'm excited. I'm excited to jump in and see how to do it and do it. And I don't want anybody in the uh, I don't want anybody out there that's already in the community to come over and help me. You know what I mean? I I want right. to just uh, 
figure it out myself and try to and try to do it myself. So let me see if I have a I complete the hand pretty. Oh, I, I walked around. The, I, I walked around the earth completely. I don't want to say earth. Solemn. I, I walked around solemn. How long did it take? Um, so I teleported from my house to Dragon's Watch. And then from Dragon's Watch, I went to the observatory, which is about a four-minute walk nor- uh, south of Dragon's Watch, right? Okay. And then I walked from uh, from the observatory around the planet and back to my house. It took about 50 minutes. Hmm. Um, so I would say if I had to walk from my house around the planet back to my house, it would take about an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes to walk around the, the planet. That's pretty sizable. And I didn't stop, you know, I didn't, right. I didn't, I just walked to kind of um, open up, try to explore different uh, areas. I didn't, regions, uh, regions yeah. I haven't been to yet. So I have, I think, 28 of 50 now. So it's, it's just fun, man. I, I, I like how they're adding different things all the time and different, different creatures. And we're talking about this game because both me and Dan have played it. He I mean, he introduced it to me. So if it wasn't for Dan doing that video, uh, I wouldn't have been playing this game. So uh I, I'm glad that he did his video. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out Boundless or don't know what it is, it's in pre-alpha. There's so many things. The number one thing that I'm looking forward to the most is the skill uh, thing that they put in. So once the skills go in and you can actually take your points and skill up. So if if you're a master crafter, right, and now I'm making blocks or different weapons or tools that I might have a different bonus on my tools than you would if you made yours because you're not a master builder for that. You know what I mean? That's what I'm waiting for because I'm waiting to get those skill points and then take my place in the boundless universe as the block builder or the weaponsmith or the armor builder. You know what I mean? I think that's a really cool feature. And what's so crazy to me is this game is so fun already without that stuff. Right. And then you started adding on, you start adding on all those new systems and layers to it. And it just makes it that much more exciting and even yeah. more addictive, which is crazy already. Cause yeah. this is all I think about now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. I, I love the I love the game. All right. I'll end that video. Um, Go ahead. Let me just, I want to answer a, a question from yeah. the chat real quick from Dupless. He asked if boundless is all on one server or if there's multiple servers like Minecraft. So from what I know, it is, it's multiple servers. Um, as of right now in early access, they're all within the Boundless game world. Right. Um, so there's no independent servers right now, but they have outlined plans for player-owned servers later after the 1.0 launch, the official retail launch of the game. Some point after that, they're going to have player-owned servers, but they... As of right now, they're not going to be connected to the overall Boundless universe. What are the four? I know there's there's an Australian server with three planets. There's an Australian East, EU, right? EU, US East, and US West. Oh, US West. That's the other one. Okay. And I think they changed it now, where you can actually pick what what planet you start, what server you start on. Correct. You were supposed that was a bug actually. Because um, I didn't I get the just, pick. Me neither. I, I was just um, I was just on solemn. Yeah, and that's I and there was a bunch of guys like just a couple days ago that told the devs that like because he was like you pick it because somebody said I right didn't get in, to pick. yeah you get to pick and he's like what do you mean you didn't get to pick and then I was everybody started like oh yeah I didn't get to pick either I didn't get to pick either so right. they actually fixed that in this update they there's a note on that oh so how do I God if I can I delete my character and then start over as of right now no no can I start a new character from scratch I would have to delete it and then start over. 
but they don't have any it's all tied to your actual account that you signed up under so they don't have any it's not oh so even if i deleted the the file and everything it's still it saved still, on there it's on the server ah yeah. see i would be okay just resetting and losing everything just so i could pick a different just planet start and start over right. yeah yeah no as of right now you can't do that because i'm already level 50 minor and like i'm not getting anything oh there's another bug that was huge which is once i hit level 50 mining um it gave me all the bonuses that I already got from 1 to 50 again, right? Whoa. So you have, like, so, tons of plots. Yeah, I have 200 and, 219 or 216 plots. So I have, like, whatever plots, you know? So it's not going to be like that when, you, when the game gets right. released. But you do get plots for each skill thing you're going up. And they're, and they're also adding a gathering... Um, area it's because right now they have everything lumped together right they have it's in mining right yeah everything's in mining so uh i was like why why one i was like why are all these leaves why why are they like a block it's a leaf like in in minecraft you chop a leaf down and that's it it just falls down mm -hmm. where in this you're like chopping it away at it and it doesn't break like any any other block it takes a really long time to break and i didn't like that i asked the devs and they're like well we want to use this as a building tool. And I was like, I was like, who's going to use it? And then I started finding other people's buildings. I was like, well, that's really nice the way they did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I started I using them. I started using them in my builds and I was like, oh, it's, it's, really it's nice. It's really cool for accents and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's absolutely, it, it's cool. So I'm looking, I'm looking uh, forward. I might actually play it tonight after I get off, uh, off this. Uh, we actually have to play together one day. Whenever you get time, I, we should just run together and just like explore. All right. So. That's Boundless. If you guys want to check out Boundless, there's a link uh, that Tally put in the uh, actual chat. Check it out because there's so much you can do with this game. If you don't like to gather stuff, you don't have to. You can be a hunter when the game releases, and there's gonna, you can go after these like boss type characters and like these legendary uh, uh, enemies that that drop certain loot that you can actually bring back to somebody else and they can craft something for you. You know what I mean? So it's 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 really really like, cool. We only touched on probably like. A sliver, a sliver of what the game offers. Yeah, There's, it's if like you don't even have to build. You can play the game and never build, really. I mean, other yep. than your, you can even hire somebody to build for you in the game. Yep. It's like you can really take, you can really do whatever you want to do. Like if you just like you're saying, if you just want to hunt monsters and build up your weaponry, you can do that. It's that's what's so cool is you. It's basically it's just total freedom on whatever, however you want to play it. So I, I I thought about it, and this will be the last thing we talk about. I could talk about this game all day. I really can. I could talk about <laughs> it all day. I'm, I I my chat can you know even justify. I mean, looking at my face when I play that game, I have a giant smile on my face the yeah. whole time. I just absolutely love it. Um, so when the game comes out, I'm thinking about <clears throat> owning my own shop that just makes like different blocks for people, right? So. Basically, you would, let's say you wanted like certain type of brick or stone. I would have so many um, uh, compactors in my shop that if you brought me whatever stone you had, I could literally pump it out in like the fastest time possible and I would just charge you a fee, right? Right. To work it for you. Or yeah. you could purchase the stones from me because I'll be mining and stuff like that or I'll be buying stones from people. Yeah. So I, I want to have this whole little racket <laughs> of of I'll buy your stones, I'll 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 turn your stones into actual bricks and stuff like that. So uh I can't wait. I, I think that's what I'm going to do. It's going to be like my side business. It's going to be like my my little uh 711. Yeah, my little my little side 711 off, off on the corner. Um 
it is for PC and it's also for PS4. Now, right now, PS4 um, is not in pre-alpha. It's it's not for it's not coming out until what 1.0 is that correct, Dan? 1.0 is when the yeah. actual physical release. Right. So when 1.0 comes out, it will be on the PlayStation 4. Uh, but until then, it's only on PC right now. Only on PC. So that answers your question. All right. So let's move away from that and let's talk about. Uh, let's see what we got. We talked about No Man's Sky. Let's talk about the Xbox. A couple stories about the Xbox One. <clears throat> so, one of the stories for Xbox One is, uh, I'm sorry, Xbox Project Scorpio. It's not the One. It's Scorpio. Um, so, they're talking about major 4K uh, games, and they're really going to be pushing 4K for the Scorpio. And not only are they pushing 4K, but this new article that came out that said that not only are doing 4K and not only are they doing VR, okay, but they're also going to be doing AR, okay? So it's going to be compatible with the HoloLens. What does this mean for the industry and what does this mean for, for you as far as a, as a gamer and stuff? Is this system something that you're, you're interested in or are you going to take that AR and VR and stick with a PC? Um, for me personally, yeah, I'm interested in it. I'm watching it. Um, I don't. So, for me personally, like, I don't. I know VR is a thing, and I know it's it's a. I know it's a serious art form at this point. Right. Um, I still don't. For me personally, I don't think it's far enough along for me to invest in it yet. Um, as far as I like. If I'm going to buy into VR, I want it. To, I want it. I want full scale games. Right. I don't want experiences. Right. Um, so that's where I'm at at VR. So I'm not really. If it's VR ready, that's cool. AR interests me. I think a little bit more, just because there's so I, there's so much more you can do with it with manipulating things that are already in front of you. Right. So I'm I'm interested in seeing how they implement that. Um, it's nothing that I'm like. I'm going to buy that day one. Like I, I'm not in that, I'm not in that point of, I'm not in that mind frame yet. Right. But I think it's cool that people are starting to put that out there because I think AR has a pretty big future in, in everything, not just gaming. Yeah. I think AR, I think personally AR is going to be much bigger than VR. And I don't think we're going to get the VR experiences that you want. And I've said it on the show before where I think VR is going to be more uh, more bigger platform for concerts, sporting events, uh, and like live venue type things because yeah. not only can they plop, let's just say like 10 cameras down in the auditorium, all right. different areas, right? And then you as the, the, the consumer that wants to watch that concert or watch that sporting event – uh, you could pay for tickets on the 50-yard line and literally be on the 50-yard line, and that one seat that they're not selling because there's a camera there can now be sold thousands and thousands and thousands of times over. Yeah. For the same price that they would have charged, you know. And that's that's cool. That's super right. Cool. You know what I mean? So I think or like a finals game or right NBA whatever. finals or baseball World Series, like you get right behind home plate. Yeah, You've never been there before. Cool. Now you can actually like feel like you're there. I think yeah. that's where it's going to shine. I think as far as video games, though, I don't think they can give us a full-fledged game in VR because I think you'll get sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think your brain will get 
it almost gets tricked. Well, it does get tricked that yeah. you're you're in the world, and I think you would get motion sickness and stuff at long periods of time. Yeah, they, I don't think they figured that out yet. How to how to really do it for a full right? A full I mean, game. Resident Evil, uh, if I'm not, if I'm correct, is VR compatible? Correct? Is that? I, can you play the whole game in VR though? I don't know. I I, I don't know because I don't I don't play Resident Evil. Chat, if you guys know, um, if you if if Resident Evil Seven right is is fully, uh, VR or is it just parts VR? Uh, so they'll they'll let us know. Thanks for everyone that's uh, following the channel. I appreciate it. I don't say thank you during the actual podcast, but uh, uh, my chat, my my chat bot is me, and I, it does say thank you to you guys. I, I really do appreciate that. Um, yeah, so AR interests me because that tech demo they showed, we're going back to Minecraft now, they showed Minecraft on stage with the AR, right? Mm-hmm. And how it literally just appeared on that table right in front of the guy on stage crazy and i was just like wow that's pretty cool and then he was like scrolling with his hand and like on the table you know it was moving the map so it was only projecting on the table and he could actually play the game and like circle around it and everything and i was like i was like wow that's no i could get excited about that because i didn't see that so oh it's let me see if i can let me see if i can find the tech demo of that it was amazing like um let me see. Google uh, Minecraft VR uh, demo, I think it was. This should be it. Yeah. It was a 2015. Give me one second. And we'll fast forward. There we go. Pop it in screen. So this guy is sitting uh playing the game with his with like the AR piece but then he gets up and stands up and then it goes on this table and it's absolutely this is freaking amazing now if this could happen with a boundless game or Minecraft then I'm all about it okay because not only do you have to not have a table you can project it on your floor you can like walk on it you can walk in it walk through it you know what I mean it's absolutely phenomenal so they have the the glasses that the guy's wearing on the camera so you can see what he's seeing dude what that is insane yeah so that that is cool right (laughs) so that's the difference between ar and vr yeah that is cool because he can the guy who's wearing the glasses can literally see everything that's happening around him right and now the camera went through the building to see the character it's it's wow. this is this is next level stuff. This is this is what I would invest in if for video that games is and stuff. Next level. So you could like zoom in, you can zoom out. I just saw the part because I know there's a delay on my stream from what I'm seeing, but I just saw the part where he where they zoomed in through the through the outside wall. Right. That is crazy. Yeah. So it, this is this is what I'm waiting for, right? So I think it's pretty cool if you could if you could project this stuff on your kitchen table, on your dining room table, that's that's next level. So yeah. if this is why I have good hopes for Scorpio and Microsoft in general, I think they're setting up the groundwork with the Scorpio and with their Windows 10 to be all together where they're going to have a better overall experience for the for gamers across the board right. than, than what PlayStation's offering, right? I mean, I think PlayStation's got to be a little worried, and I think people that own a PlayStation right now 
maybe a three, maybe a four, and they haven't bought a pro yet, I would wait because I think the pro was a quick fix to go up against what the what Microsoft is doing for the Scorpio. And I I almost want to say that PlayStation is going to have another system in the in the wings waiting to see what the Scorpio is. And then PlayStation is going to announce maybe like PlayStation VR or PlayStation. They already have a VR, but uh, like PlayStation Pro 2 or whatever the, whatever the code name will be. I, yeah. I honestly think they're waiting in the wings to get something out, make money off of PlayStation 4 Pro. And then once Scorpio announces what they're doing and what they have, I think PlayStation is going to react and come out with something to go up against it because I, I, I just can't see them. Yeah, it, it's it's a really interesting time for consoles, I think, because like I don't have an Xbox. I don't have anything like I'm not a console war guy or anything. I just have always I've always had a PlayStation since the PlayStation one. Um, that being said, like you said, the PlayStation four pro is it's like a half step, right? Which right. for me, like, I I won't buy one unless my PS, my original launch day PS4 ever craps out, which it probably will. Like, I think my PS3 lasted like four years or whatever. Right. We're coming up on four years for this, so I'm sure it's not going to last the whole life cycle or whatever. But it's it's I'm interested right now. For, uh, the console, the whole console market is it seems to be changing. It seems to be going like. To where it's iteration based instead of like full console cycles right um kind of like phones and stuff do where there's always just a newer updated version of it so i don't even know if we're gonna see true like i think what's what i'm really interested in as far as the microsoft side of things is they're setting themselves up for they've almost kind of passed this console generation to sony already right not necessarily that they wanted to at first, but I think they've seen the writing on the wall. Right. Like as far as they're not going to catch up to PlayStation Four, um, but what they're doing that's really really smart for the future, I think, is that they're unifying the platform with PC. Mm -hmm. So it's basically all going to be PC architecture, whether you play it through a box or through an actual PC. And I think that is definitely the future. And I'm hoping. For competition, for competition uh, purposes, that PlayStation sees that writing on the wall for next generation, and at least has plans. But what would they do? What would they do? Because what I'm interested in, like what I want out of another, like let's just call it PS5 or whatever. Yeah, right. Whatever's next, um, because Sony does have a very whatever people say about PSN and whatever, like people are going to bicker back and forth about Microsoft and Sony. What the reality of it, both have very strong self-contained ecosystems. Mm -hmm. Very strong. What I don't want to ever do again is have to buy another game on whatever system I play next. There's no reason right. to do that with where especially when you where you have a platform such as Steam, which has already made that irrelevant. Right. Like I don't want to have to rebuy any of the games that I've already bought on PS4 because I've bought a lot of a lot of digital games. Like for me, that's gonna that's going to be the deciding factor on whether I continue on with Sony or not is whether or not I get to keep everything that I've bought already and continue to play it on whatever the next system is. Cause there's really no, there's really no reason to keep other than just pure profit to keep changing the platform and changing. You can't, okay. You can't play this on this system. There's no reason for that anymore. Well, there is on a business standpoint. No, exactly. Right. On a business, on a business standpoint, standpoint I, I think the lifespan of any game is like two, three years because 
they have to keep those servers open, right? And after a time, like for instance, if uh, it's another story we have, Grand Theft Auto, right, on 360 and PlayStation 3, if you haven't moved your character over, uh, this week, March 6th or March 12th, is the deadline to move your character over if you still want to play because they're stopping support for the 360 and for PlayStation yeah. 3. So now you can only play it on Xbox One and PlayStation 4 and the computer. So what's happening What's happening now with the gaming industry is technically you you own the disc, but right. you don't own the game. Yeah, so, you have a license. So you have a license that you're using up until a certain point, and when they decide to pull the plug on that, then it's it's useless, which is fine, I guess, if you don't own a physical copy. If it's just right. a digital copy, that's fine. But if you own a physical copy, you're like, oh, this disc is absolutely a coaster now. Well, that doesn't really change anything because all all games eventually get pulled off the server, right? Like, well, no, because I can still play Star Wars Battlefront Two, which was an original on Xbox. <laughs> well, can't you can't play it on Xbox though, can you? You have I, to play it on I have PC. To, no, I can play it on Xbox. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. I can play it on backwards compatible Xbox. So it still plays, it still runs because it's a self-contained disc uh and it's not on it's not online stuff like that. Oh, okay. So but uh the, the, I guess I'm talking about like all games eventually All games, right. They the, eventually shut down the servers. Right, like for instance like huh? Destiny is online all the time. You need to have online connection to play that game. Overwatch, right. you need online to play that game. Yeah. Um but I think what PlayStation has a problem with is if if Microsoft is setting the groundwork for Windows 10 and the Scorpio, right? And they're supposed to be buy a game on one, play it on both. Right. What What's PlayStation, if PlayStation 5 comes out, what is their combatant to that? Where if a game comes out, and this is all speculation, right? I'm going to say right now, is right. if Destiny 2 comes out and it's on PC, okay? Sure. And that's Microsoft. So I would assume Microsoft would want it under Windows 10, right? And if it's under Windows 10, that means it would be also... Buy it once there, you can play it on uh, Xbox as well, right? Where PlayStation doesn't have anything. I mean, Sony makes PCs, but they're not like high selling. You mm. can't compete against Windows 10, which is right. the uh, software where Sony is the actual hardware. So they're laying the groundwork, and PlayStation has nowhere to go. Like, what are they going to do to compete against something that's taking two two platforms away from from PlayStation from Sony? Right. So, so you have you have a point. I don't I don't think that I don't think that all publishers are going to be first of all now Destiny Destiny could Activision could say they could know what's in the pipeline and could renegotiate all of the exclusivity deals for sure. Right. But I don't think Microsoft can they they won't have carte blanche to do that to every game. Like they're going to be able to do that with their properties that they own and make that Correct, and I see what you're saying, but it also wouldn't it be more uh, for third-party games, right? Like, be more willing to go with Microsoft now because now they can just make it for PC, and it'll also work with Scorpio, right? Right, which is what I'm, which is what I'm saying. Like, Sony, I think, has to go that way with the architecture. But the thing is, like, there's still going to be people that aren't going to buy Xbox, no matter what. Correct. You know what I'm, and there's still people that are never going to buy a PlayStation. PlayStation, right? So I think as long and Sony has already done it with the PS4 architecture. It's basically a PC architecture anyway, right? Um, and I mean, we see that with games like Boundless, to where they're going to have real, real actual crossplay, where you can pick up your right, character on a PS4 right. and play it, and you're playing with 
you, you know, the, the PC universe and the P, PS4 universe are one unified thing. So it's possible on the PS4. So I think, I don't think anyone, I don't think either one is ever going to necessarily disappear. Right. But yes, I mean, having such a powerful platform as Windows 10 and being able to unify that with Xbox, it's certainly an advantage if they do it right. Certainly an advantage. Yeah, I, I just think the way Microsoft is doing it, I think they're putting they're putting all the chips, all the eggs in the basket, going going. Hey, you can you can make games for exclusive games for PlayStation, or you can make an exclusive game for us, and you can be on two platforms, and that's yeah. that's more sales for you, and you don't have to make uh, multiple platforms. You know what I mean? The coding, right? This coding yeah. will work for for both. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but then you have you have Steam too, which is a monster. So, well, and that that's another thing, right? Now Twitch is getting in the market of digital sales with video games uh right. announcing that this this past week right where if a person starts to stream a game you can have it underneath your uh for partner streamers only but if they're playing a game that game could be underneath and you can buy it right from underneath them and they get a five percent cut yeah. so that means twitch is trying to get into the steam market right because steam has a uh a lockdown on digital right. gaming and now yeah. twitch is like amazon i should say is like hey wait we can get in on this right so i don't know i think it's interesting the way the, the turnout's going to be. I think regardless of what ends up happening to what company, um, that'll be fun to watch as it always is. Well, it's um, always good. Uh, we win as a consumers. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I think the the publishers and the de and the developers, and they win when their game is on as many platforms as possible. Right. Um, but I think that the companies, Sony and Microsoft, understand that the closer their architecture is to PC, the easier and cheaper it is for anybody to build games for them. And I, I think they understand that that's the way that it has to go. Okay, so speaking of the, the Scorpio, what do you think? And uh, there, there's a rumor saying that they're going to release, they're going to make an announcement uh, prior, uh, before E3, a release date, okay, and a price point. So what I'm asking you, and this is all your guess. This is not official, okay. right? Uh, right? When do you think the release date will be? And when? And how much do you think the price is going to be for just a bare console, like the lowest, the lowest denomination console that they're going to sell? Like as far as with, let's say it's like I don't know, one gig, thirty-two gigs, whatever it is, the lowest point console they're going to be selling for. I think that it'll be a first or second week of November release. Okay. Um, to hit, I think they'll hit the holiday hype as much as possible. That's just my personal guess. Okay. Um, late October at the earliest. And I think that it will probably, I never thought about if they would release multiple versions of the Scorpio before. I would just assume that, that it's such an undertaking that they'd only release one version of it. Okay. My guess would be... Man, I'd like to say three ninety nine, but I don't know how they do it. I'm gonna say it's five hundred. Five hundred four ninety nine. Yeah. Okay, so I it think it needs to be three ninety nine though. Let me say that. Like it, it needs to be three ninety nine to to yeah. do the mass market. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much is the PlayStation Four? Three ninety nine, I think. Right. You can get it for. Well, you can get the old one now for two ninety nine, and you can get the new one, PlayStation Four Pro, for three ninety nine. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So okay, I think at E three they're gonna announce it, and I. A part of me wants to say they're going to be like, at E3, they're going to be like, this is the Scorpio, and you can pick it up tomorrow, right? That like they're going to, they, they, they would do that, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they are going to do it, I want to say, 
August. I don't know why, but I feel like E3 is in June, right? Yeah. It's the beginning of June. I think sometime in August that they're going to be like, you can get it next month or within the next – before October. I think you're going to get it before October, and I think there's going to be two different uh, consoles, right? I think there's going to be the entry-level console, which will be the 399, but the problem with that one is – the the storage capacity and maybe the graphics card because this is all speculation right they're talking about that this is going to be a modular type system where technically like you can upgrade your graphics card or you could upgrade your thing this is what all the speculation is right okay we don't know this for a fact right, right. Um, so this is what I'm basing it on right and I had someone come into my channel like two years ago when I first started streaming and we had a conversation about this and I said it would be interesting if if consoles became more like PCs and someone came into my channel, I don't know the person's name, and they actually said Xbox is the next Xbox to come out is going to be like a PC, is what they said. And I said, Oh, that's cool. And they, and I'm like, I was like, is that your guest? They're like, No. Uh, I have a I have a family member that works for, for Microsoft and that's what they told me. And I was like, interesting. I was like, so like a modular type thing, right? And then here we are like a year later when they announced that E three and then the rumors started happening, I was like Hmm. Maybe that person that came into my channel actually had something there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I think the entry level is going to be, I want to say, thirty-two gigs, maybe sixty-four gigs, right? Okay. Or maybe maybe a terabyte. We'll say one terabyte for storage, and then you're going to have for three ninety-nine, and then you're going to have an upgraded version, which will be like four terabytes with a better graphics card and more intense thing processor, or whatever. And I think it's going to be like $600. Okay, it's going to be like $599. Um, and that might come with some other extra piece or something. Uh, or maybe one will be compatible with VR right away and the other one is not. You know what I mean? Right. But I think they're going to come out with multiple uh, options. I don't think it's just going to be like, here's the Scorpio or whatever they're going to be calling it. And um, I, I think the price point, like you said, I think it needs to be $399 for the entry level and, yeah. and then for other people like big streamers and stuff like that can drop the bomb on the six six hundred dollar one five ninety nine right. version of the of it but yeah we'll see what what happens man but i think it'll be interesting to see if they do the same take the same direction that sony did with releasing the ps4 pro or if they kind of just i know it's going to play i know it's going to play xbox one games right um right Supposedly, but that's what they say. It'd be interesting if they kind of embrace the fact like this is this is an Xbox One or this does play Xbox One games, but this is its own separate right, thing. Right. So I'm that's I'm kind of interested to see which direction they <laughs> or if they try to be like if they try to walk that line like Sony did, where it's like, oh, it's not really a new console and it's not really a PS4. Oh, no, I think they're it's a new console. Like they're banking that this is the most powerful console ever created, right? So yeah. One they just announced that the uh and this this new story was uh sent to me by Dupless. Um he he sent me a thing where it's Xbox um let me see what the actual name is. It's Xbox Play Games or where is it? Uh it is It's an online gaming service. It's called Xbox Game Pass. Unlimited oh. access to more than 100 titles, right, for an additional $10, right? So 
Now, I think this, they're announcing this, right? Because now uh, when Scorpio gets announced later this year, you can play old games, but I guarantee you they're going to push it towards this thing, right? Like you're going to play, oh, you don't have the discs? Well, you can play, you can pay $10 and get all these games accessed for you on the Scorpio, which is all Xbox One titles and Xbox 360 titles backwards compatible. And if you like it, then you can purchase the game and have it on your hard drive at all times. But if you want to, if you just want to rent it for ten dollars a month, you can play as much as you want. But they rotate the games in and out every month, right? So I think that's what they, the way they might be going for the Scorpio. Um, as that's far- genius, though. Like I tweeted about this when that news came out. That is a because Sony has PlayStation Now, which is a subscription service, and you stream the games, right? And the games rotate in and out of there too. The thing that about that is it's like twenty or thirty bucks a month which is fucking ridiculous for the selection that you get. It, the selection is similar to the Xbox um, the Xbox program, but on the Xbox program, you can download the game to your console, so you're not streaming a game with latency right. and all of that right, shit. Right, right. That, it's such a better program, the way that Xbox is doing that, and I think it, that, like, you know when I said that I want to play my games that I already own? Right. Like, if I needed to pay $10 a month to keep my library going forward, I'm totally cool. Like I would pay really? the ten dollars. You would yeah. pay the ten dollars. See, I don't know how I feel about that because I already pay what the fifty, sixty dollars for Xbox Live, right? That's true. It's on top of Xbox. And then Live. now you're paying an additional ten dollars to play your old games. Now, if I own the disc, I can put it in there and play. Right, which you already if you already own the disc. Right, and you can play backwards compatible. Uh, and the chat they're asking, didn't they say that Xbox One will play the same games as Scorpio? Yes, it'll it'll play the same games, but as far as like right now right like if i wanted to play um a certain game that was on 360 if it's backwards compatible i can play it on my xbox one and then going forward it should be backwards compatible on the scorpio as well but you won't be able and i guarantee you you won't be able to take a disc of a game and put it in it'll be digital right and if you have the disc you can put it in your system and then it reads it it and downloads it and then you can play it because you have to have that authentication factor of you own the disc, right? Like, for instance, I don't own Skate 3. Um, I own Skate 2. And when Skate 3 came out, I don't own it. But if I wanted to own it, I could digitally download it for 10 bucks and then own that game and then play it on my Xbox One, even though it's a, a 360 title. Right. So I think that's what they mean with going forward. I think it's a play on words uh, tweak. I don't think it's an actual, like, um, when Scorpio comes out, you can go buy an Xbox One game and then play it in your uh, Xbox Scorpio. I don't think it's going to work that way. I think you're going to have to buy the Scorpio version of that game just like you would now. Like when Destiny 2 comes out, you're going to have to buy Destiny 2 disc for Xbox One. You're not going to be able to buy Destiny 2 Xbox One edition and put it into your Scorpio. Do you know what I'm saying? So That'll be interesting to see how they handle that because it could be, it could be a, a, a wordplay thing. Um, well, it's definitely a wordplay thing. They do it on purpose because they're like, you never know. You get everyone like, psyched up for it. That's what I'm really, I think, the most interested in is seeing how they handle it and if it's if it's actually going to be its own separate like, if that like that is what I'm most interested in. If you're going to be able to actually stick an Xbox One disc into the thing and have it play a game. Right. Right. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's all play on words and stuff like that. So we will see. We will see. Because uh, we're going to want to continue selling the Xbox One consoles too. Right. Sure. You don't want to. You don't want to kill it, right? Because right. you want it to keep it, keep it going. Um, you just want to do. You want people to buy the upgrade, but is the upgrade uh, 
viable for you. And you that's know what the I mean? same exact thing that Sony is dealing with with the PS4 Pro. Right. It's not enough right. for me. You know what I mean? Right. If you don't it's own not enough for me either. Right. If you don't own a PlayStation, obviously, I think buying a PlayStation 4 Pro is right. is is good for you. But if you own a PlayStation, if you're the average man, I don't think upgrading to a PlayStation 4 is worth it. No, not to get, not to just spend four hundred dollars. Right, and now also, okay, so the PlayStation Four Pro. Now I don't know the answer to this. I'm <laughs> asking you: Is the PlayStation Four Pro like Horizon? Is there a separate version of the Pro version of the game? And the way that the they PlayStation do it on Four PS4 game Pro is it's a it's a regular PS4 game. Okay, all of the games. There's no PS4 Pro games, okay. as it were. Um, all of the PS4, some of the PS4 games, whatever, whoever, whichever developers decide to support the Pro. It will have a patch that you download. Okay, so going forward, then there's no games created yet for the PlayStation 4 Pro. No, and they have promised specifically, with no funny business, that there will not be any games specifically designed for the PS4 Pro. They said that. Yes. So then, there's really no, really no point to buy a PlayStation. They, no, there's not, unless, like you said, unless, well. Unless you don't have a PS4 already, right, and you have a 4K TV, right, there's really no, there's really no reason to like the like I said, the only reason that I would buy one is if my PS4, if my current PS4 Croak. shit out, right, right, because they do have, um, they do upscale it. Like if you have a 1080p screen, which I do, um, it has an upscaler to make the quality better than the standard PS4. But that's unless you have a 4K, an actual 4K TV. With HDR capabilities, there really is no reason. Okay, so going forward with the Scorpio, they're pushing 4K, right? They they say it's going to do 4K. Would you rather 4K or would you rather 60 frames? From where I'm at right now, just because I don't care about 4K that much, I'd definitely rather 60 frames. Yeah, I, I would do the same. I mean, 4K to me, your eyes only see a certain scale right i mean past yeah. that it just it all looks good <laughs> right and 4k no doubt looks beautiful and eventually when monitors are cheap enough to where it makes sense right absolutely but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna upgrade my monitor just because i want to upgrade a system right yeah 60 frames is a must and i think that is where scorpio or i should say microsoft's next console should sh should shine because if it does games for 60 frames per second that'll be the console to go to because playstation 4 is up converting and still can't give a full 60 frames per uh 60 frames okay on most games on yeah. most games and i think if scorpio hits it and i think the, the advantage that scorpio has over or microsoft i should say microsoft has over playstation they announced playstation 4 right away to to counter the the announcement of Microsoft's console that they announced and there's no games like I just said made for the PlayStation 4 Pro right. where Microsoft announced uh, Scorpio last year at E3 and said here developers right now this is the SDK package this is what you need to develop games for this so technically right now since last E3 they've had almost one full year by the time E3 comes out to develop games for the Scorpio natively, all right? Yeah. And I think, I, I talked about this on the other podcast that I do, Rage's Roundtable on Mondays, uh, that I think when Bungie heard Microsoft say that this is the the SDK package and this is this new system that's coming out, they were like, oh shit, we need to go over here, right? And that's why they're now developing for the PC, 
potentially. We don't know that for sure. Right. But PC and I think for the Scorpio, and I think they might get uh, exclusive rights for this time around for Destiny because of that. Because now they can make the game for Scorpio, okay, and make it that much better, right? Running at, can you imagine Destiny running at 60 frames per second? Oh my God, it'd be so yes. gorgeous. Especially on, <laughs> especially on PC, obviously it will. But on, on the console, I mean, that'd be amazing. And on top of that, if if they if they do get the exclusive of Destiny 2, and again, speculation, this is not any news on it whatsoever. Uh, now, when you say exclusive, are you talking about exclusive exclusive or timed exclusive? Time exclusive. Like, time exclusive. So like what PS4 has now. Just now, what PS4 has now will, will be... So the game from, would release on the same date. It would release on the same date, but then Microsoft but would have would extra have material, would have like... Extra DLC boards, DLCs, uh, a couple extra weapons and stuff like that. It, it gotcha. would it would flip from yeah. what it is now. I could see that happening. I mean, depending on what they see for the future. I mean, they they definitely chose PS4 for a reason. Right. The first time around. Right. Um, and if they see that the the industry is going to swing back the direction of Microsoft, I could definitely see them making that call. S- still, though, I think there's going to be a big rift that happens as far as when they when the console comes out. There's not going to be games that are native to that console, right? Because it just didn't have enough time. It usually takes a year, two yeah. years for an actual game to come out that's actually like that. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. They might not even launch Destiny 2 right off the bat for Scorpio. They might wait a couple months and re-release it, like sort of like what Grand Theft Auto did uh, right. for, for the one PS4. and for PC. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it'd be sure. very interesting. Um, next story I want to talk about is Ark Survival hits 1 million copies sold. On, on PlayStation 4, okay, and then 7 million on all platforms. Now, that's amazing for a game that's not out yet, right? It's in preview program or whatever, early access, whatever you want to talk about. It's another game like Boundless, right? It's, or pre-alpha. Uh, 1 million copies for PlayStation 4, and it, which just came out for PlayStation 4, didn't it? Like a, Fairly recently. Fairly recently, a couple Maybe months ago. Months. Yeah. yeah. And then it's been out for Xbox for over a year. Um, and PC has been out there for a year and a half, I think. What do you make of this game? It leaves a bad taste in my mouth, and I talked about it before the show started with you, that when Ark came out, I was interested in it because who doesn't like dinosaurs and <laughs> and open-world survival stuff, right? They've taken two genres of open-world survival and dinosaurs and, and merged them into one. Yeah. Uh, and it is a fun game, and it is... I mean, people that play Ark, I mean, they jump into arc i mean they're right. in there for hundreds and thousands of hours but then last summer at e3 they they released a dlc that came out and charged basically another full full price of a game uh for 30 bucks on top of already a pre early access for a game that they charged 40 dollars for uh, and then they came out with the recent update that was free right for for end game content but what do you make of this as far as this type of game, right? They're very successful. Seven million copies for a game that's technically not released yet. Massively successful. Right, and they also made a crap ton of money on Kickstarter when they originally did it. Yeah. So what do you make of a game, and uh, I should say really of a development or a gaming company doing this? Is this the new uh, the new meta? Is this the new... Uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. I'm, I'm going blank. Is this the new way of games being released before they're released? You know what I mean? I... I think, unfortunately, yes, it seems to be going that way because developers are learning that, well, it's good and it's bad. Like like everything else, like I can't really talk too bad, 
too bad on early access because I'm heavily promoting an early access game right now. Right. Me, me too. Me too. <laughs> um, so, but all their um, updates are free. Yes. Now the business model specifically, as far as like charging people twice for a large amount of content, uh, it's, it's a little shady to me, but it's like at the same time, there is something cool about developers not being, um, hogtied by publishers because the money's coming directly from the fans. Right. But it's a fine line because the, I'm, I'm okay with that as long as you produce. Like there has to be, there has to, the content and the game has to come together. And the biggest, now I don't want to go too far into this because I know we're, we're talking about ARC, but the biggest one that just gives me the heebie-jeebies is um, Star Citizen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they've made so, I mean, they've made so much fucking money on that game already. <laughs> they made eighty-four million dollars on Kickstarter alone. Yeah, and it's they're they're above they're they're already over one hundred and fifty million total on that game because they're still charging. I Jesus, you start they're char they charge. I almost got into that game, but it's so daunting and so complicated that I I just ended up walking away from it because right. You, you buy the game package, and the game package gives you access to certain modules of the game. Right. And then if you want the full experience, you have to add on more modules. Then you buy ships. Yeah, it's like a $120 buy-in or whatever. Just right. To... Then you buy ships, and then they have subscriptions on top of that to the monthly, like, community news. And it, it's just, it's such a, it seems like such a racket to me. And then to still have the game not be in full release and I think that started in 2011 or 2012 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think it was 2012. 2012, now, 2013, I think, yeah. The game looks, what they have done looks incredible, but there's no game there yet. Really. You're talking about Ark or are you talking about... I'm talking about Star Citizen. Star, Star, we'll Star get back Citizen. to Ark, oh, yeah. but like, as that... Star Citizen is the worst of that, of that model to me. Right. And Ark kind of reminds me of that, but the, I will give it to Ark. They do have a playable product... And people seem to actually really, like you said, people are spending thousands of hours in ARC, so. Okay, so what's the difference? And, and, I, and I find it weird that people get, okay, so ARC is out. It's in pre-alpha, right? And they add stuff all the time, and they nerf things, and they buff things, and they fix things, and it's not really a complete game. So you as a person that bought it, you kind of just deal with it going, ah, it's still in early access. Right. I'm okay with it, you know what I mean? And then there's a game like No Man's Sky, which Neither was as big. <laughs> right, right, right. So if they didn't have an actual release date and they just said, hey, this is just an early access game, right? They wouldn't have got shit on like they did. But because it got released and then they did the update, people are like, fuck this game. Right. This is bullshit. I'm not buying this this piece of shit. But yet Ark, okay. I mean, I, you can't really – well, I guess you can compare the two because they're both – open world games they're both technically now survival games right because yeah. no man's a survival game now but yet people are okay with spending 70 dollars for an early <laughs> access game okay but want refunds for no man's but sky. want refunds for no man's <laughs> sky which technically is 60 dollars which is 10 dollars less than that game uh, and yeah i know there's more content in in arc than there is in no man's sky and one's space and one's uh you know fantasy but uh the, the point is that one game is in early access and it's doing the exact same business model as a game that got released, yeah. yet one gets shit on and one doesn't, but yet yeah. one charges more for stuff that's not even out. The game's not even out yet, and yet they released 
two DLCs. One of them they charged a major update for, and people seem okay with that. And yeah, I think this is a bad, a How bad do you do thing. DLC for a game that doesn't exist. Right, right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, okay, this game is in early access, but uh, by the way, it's thirty dollars, forty dollars for the main game, and then thirty dollars for the additional game. I don't. I just find that scumbaggish, dude. It's I just find it scumbag. scumbaggy. <laughs> Meanwhile. No Man's Sky is sixty dollars, and they're like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna give you a free update later." This is bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're update the game for free right. forever going forward. Right, going forward, and they're like, "No, this game's dead and dumb." And the other game's like, "Yeah, we'll just keep yeah. buy- paying for it because yeah, it's weird." It's I, weird I don't, that... I don't get the mentality of gamers and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I don't either. I, I personally wanted Ark. I was gonna buy Ark. I was in. I was ready to pull the trigger, and then I heard the other DLC, and I was like, "What? I gotta pay for." more i was like no yeah. i'm good now if you give me an option like boundless did right where you get in at 35 and if you want to do other stuff and you want to pay more for a game in early access that's on you right but then don't charge me again if i paid five thousand dollars for boundless yeah yeah but you're and then later down the line they right then they later on the line they charge me additional money i'll be like are you kidding me the way they're <laughs> doing it is almost like their own their own offsite Kickstarter. Kickstarter, right. Right, yeah. right. So right. if you do that, you 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 know full and well that you're you're paying for a thirty-five dollar game and you're just giving them extra money to develop the game. Right. Right. You're paying for the the other ten thousand people that didn't want to pay thirty-five dollars. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So Ark, I don't know. I good for them that they've made seven million copies sold overall. That's, ins- that's insanity. The the amount of money that they've made off of that is just stupid. There's another game that's been out for fucking ever, uh, H1Z1, right? Yeah. That's in pre-alpha or whatever, beta. And they broke that game up into two separate games now. Right. And they charged for both of those games. Yeah. So not separate. only did they make the money off the the original game, but now they're charging for the two different uh, different uh, yeah. games. Yeah, and people are fanatical about H1Z1. Too. Oh, yeah. They absolutely love a game that's not out yet. I don't get the, it. Uh, the other alpha that got real big recently is Seven Days to Die. Yep. And then also uh, um, Friday the 13th. Yeah. So it's some like you have to question whether these these d- devs, and I'm not saying they do or don't, but you have to question whether they even plan on ever having a, a true, what's the point in making a true retail release if you're they're, just they're, getting. Technically, you can just have an idea. Into right. You can, if you know somebody that can make a video game, you can just have an idea, make that game. Call it pre-alpha, right? Right. I mean, it has to be playable and fun. Right. Playable. Playable. Not even fun yet, right? Because you could <laughs> yeah. just literally charge someone a small amount, and then as the game gets more developed, right? Instead of taking a game, and here we go. I'll, I'll go with a game like Destiny, which they everyone always complained that it got cut and then sold over again, right? Yeah. Which, if you think about it, it's the same model as a fucking pre-alpha game, yeah. where <laughs> they're charging you, you know, the thirty dollars and then charging you another forty dollars, and it's, the game's not even released yet. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think it's funny that the way the the gaming community responds to one game weird. compared to another. Yeah. What is this? It, it's like all No Man's Sky really had to do is say this pre-al- is pre-alpha, pre-alpha, yeah. And then everybody would have been like, yeah, yeah, no release I'll keep date, throwing money, yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right, so. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda. Now, here's a game we're talking about. We're talking about games that are in pre-alpha, right? Now, this game is ready to launch, March 21st. I'm a huge fan of Mass Effect games. Right. They've dropped. They stopped the beta for for the PvP beta, right? They pulled that back, and now they say the developers are working, still working on a day one patch. Now, here we are. We just talked about it: a game being released and a game being in pre-alpha. 
right? This game is being released on the 21st. So these developers are working around the clock to fix whatever issues that are happening right now in that game. Yeah. And can't afford to have any hiccups after yeah. day one patch, right? right? So are you worried that this game is technically not finished and they're they're hustling to get this day one patch out? Or do you think this is just uh, uh, as it goes? You know what I mean? Like steady as um, it goes. It's not... It doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. <laughs> I'll say it that way. But... Am I worried? No, I'm not worried because I think this is what comes with tagging yourself to a big AAA publisher like EA is. Right. The deadline is the fucking deadline. Right. And you're going to work yourself to death if if that's what it takes to meet the deadline. Right. So I'm sure that this happens other times and we just don't hear the news story. Right. Um, but you'd think that with a game with such a huge following as mass effect that you'd think that it would be pretty much ready to go by now three weeks out right um so yeah it's a little concerning especially coupled with the news that they canceled the beta for the multiplayer for whatever reason uh, now i didn't read the details on that i didn't but, either um yeah. it's it, it's it's weird it's weird for a, a game that has that much hype going into it oh okay and and going forward do you think why do they have to announce stuff like this Right? Why why do they announce stuff like this so like right before the game's released? Why can't they just keep stay quiet and not tell us anything? Yeah, it's weird. Like unless it was a leak. I mean, I don't know where the source came from, but still like why would you leak that? I don't I really don't understand why you would want to publicize the fact that the game is not ready to go. I don't know if this is a, a leak. It says Mass Effect Andromeda's uh team still working on day 1 patch info uh install size in uh, info on install size gameplay and more um wow okay 60 gigabytes on the pc wow that's a big fucking game that is a huge install <laughs> if you those of you that have really slow internet connection make sure you uh, start downloading early <laughs> because that's gonna be that's gonna be horrendous yeah, it doesn't say it's a leak in any way. It just says uh, this source comes from. Uh, it's called Dual Shockers. It's uh, and I can't even pronounce that guy's name. It's some foreign. Oh my god! Here, I'll spell it out: G I U S E P P E. Can you can you say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy. That's the guy who wrote it. Um, yeah, it's it's not a leak. It's uh, the lead designer. Uh, follow up with the the information on Twitter. Maybe it's one of those things where it's not. It's, not it major, like a but a big deal, but it's it's not. Yeah, but with the know. with the game as big as Andromeda, right? Why would you have to push? Uh, why would you have to push a story like this on your own game that's so hyped up that people are so excited for? And then you're telling us we're canceling the beta uh, right. for 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 <laughs> PvP. And by the way, we're really working hard on the day one patch. Like, I think the canceling the PvP is a little bit more worrisome than it, I mean the day one patch is like. Because they're still, the way games are, they're so big now that you're going to have bugs that pop up all the time. And they're going to have to patch it after day one, too. You know that they're going to have to. I, I want to know, yeah, go ahead. like, especially with the problems that EA specifically has had with their multiplayer launches, um, for as good of a game as the Battlefield franchise is, almost every launch has problems with multiplayer. Um, like... 
I know Star Wars Battlefront had problems on launch. That's that's more. Not, I'm not even interested in multiplayer on Andromeda at all. Um, but that's more worrisome. Like, why can't why can't they get a multiplayer launch right? right? Well, I'll be honest. I probably won't <clears throat> ever play the multiplayer in that game. Right. Me neither. I'll 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 die hard like story mode. And when I'm done with the story, I'll probably play it again in a different way. Like I yeah. maybe maybe I'll try the PvP, but. If they if they told me that it wouldn't come out for like another six months for PvP, I'd be like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I I'm... tried. I think I tried the um, the online for Ma Mass Effect Three, like once. See, I never played Mass Effect Three. Never played it. I played Mass Effect Two and One, and Mass Effect Two is one of my favorite games of all time. Like I just love the way the story yeah. was 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 created. All right, so that's enough for Andromeda. Let's see. Uh, we talked about Scorpio. Talked about Ark. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so games that are coming out this year, release-wise, what are some of the games that you know off the top of your head, maybe, that you're, like, interested in, right? Like, are you getting a Switch? Are you getting Zelda? Um, I'm not getting a Switch. I mean, I am getting Zelda because I own a Wii U, okay. and uh, I've been waiting for anything, fucking anything, to play on it. <laughs> this, this game is getting massive re great reviews like yeah, it was scored like a 10 out of 10 which i don't think any game should ever get but that's what i said on twitter today and i got some shit for it is like i don't there's no such thing 10, as perfection like i've been playing games for 30 plus years and i don't think i've ever played a perfect game um and i think that's it says more about the gaming media now than it does about anything else because they all are rushing to get their reviews out at the same time and it seems like one person puts a review out and then everybody kind of copies what they say what the first review out says right just so everybody can get theirs out faster and i just see that being the trend with all games like there's not a really there's not really ver any varied opinion from the games media anymore right it's all like everybody seems to magically have the same opinion of every game that's because they're all, I, I hate to say it, but I, they're under the, they're advertisers and stuff. You know right, what I mean? They like, have to get the clicks. They have to get so, the clicks and stuff like that. And the Nintendo Switch needs to sell, right? And right. They, that's why they launched Zelda with the Nintendo Switch. Right. And I, I, I don't think there's a game that's 10 out of 10. I don't, I agree with you. And I don't think the way that, the way that the games media score and rate games is helpful in any way to the average player because you, especially if there's not any varying viewpoints. Right. That's my biggest problem with, like, I can see somebody gives it a 10 out of 10, one person, two people, three people give it a 10 out of 10. I see that. When you have 15 news outlets giving it a 10 out of 10, right. that tells me that... Paid. Either paid or they're all copying what the other person is doing because right. there's not enough time to play a game that big and give an honest opinion out right. about it. Right. But there should be no reason that there's not seven speckled in there because... I read it. I I read a ten a ten score earlier. I read the whole article. <clears throat> I read the whole review. And was the the, was the, was there a con in anywhere in there? Was that was it like this game is good, but yes. And that's the thing is like they said on the Wii U, you're gonna dip into the teens in frame rate sometimes when there's lots of stuff going on. Not the ten screen. out of ten. It's not a ten. <laughs> period. Right. And even they said on the Switch, it dips into it dips into the low twenties in some spots. It's like it's not a ten. Right. That's a technical issue with the game. Like you have to be fair. See, I this is why I don't do reviews, right? I don't ever give a score to any game I play. But if you want a good 
chat, you come to my stream anytime and you ask me about a game that I've played and I will give you an honest, dead opinion of it, right. not a review. I guess it's my review, yeah. okay? But I will tell you the pros and cons and I will tell you that this is what's good about the game, this is what's bad about the game, this is what I think. And if you like that, then go buy it. If you don't like what I said, then don't go buy it. But I don't go, well, I just played uh, American Truck Simulator, and I think this game is a 10 out of 10. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> It's so arbitrary to even say like a 10 out of 10. And just to say American Truck Simulator is a 10 out of 10. But I'm just right. <laughs> no, but just the whole score, like 10 out of 10, what right. does that even mean? Right. Like, doesn't mean anything. It's like it's I'm ridiculous. interested in reading what they say about it, but even then, like, because somebody that's what somebody came at me at, on Twitter today. You got to actually read the words in the review. It's like, yeah, I've read them all. They yeah. all they all read exactly the same. Yeah, unless there's no cons, none. If there's no uh, word in there saying but or uh, this could be, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then then it's a ten. And even then, I don't believe it. When anytime I see when I see a nine, I'm like, oh shit, that game is really good. Right, yeah. like to me, a nine, technically an eight, is like almost a perfect game, yeah. right? I mean, as because if you have an eight, eight point five, you're like, wow, this is a good game, right? right. If it game. if it dips below eight, you're like, uh, ah, yeah. no. Nah. And if, if it's below that, like a five, you're like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not touching yeah. that game. So I don't know. I just don't. I don't like the way they give uh, stuff like that. So I don't think so either. But um, to your uh, to your the original, original question, question, we rant yeah. about stuff on the show all the time. So that's all right. <laughs> I'm going. I will play Zelda because I'm interested in it. Um, I'm definitely not with all the hype now. I'm definitely not expecting myself to believe it's going to be a ten. Um, but I don't think ten exists in the game world. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm interested in playing it. Like to answer your original original question, games that I'm excited about this year. What was the original original question? I'm kidding. You were, you asked me about what games <laughs> I know, I'm yeah. excited about in 2017. Yeah. They're all coming out like right now. Honestly, like in um, this month. Or just came out like Horizon, super excited for, which I just so got. Good. I played like four hours. Oh my god, it looks so. It's, I, it's really good. I've played, I've played sixteen hours of it, and I've never touched the controller yet. I've been watching people play it. Yeah. And I feel like I'm playing the game. It's it's really it's really really good. It's not perfect, but it's really really good. What? It's not a ten out of ten. It's not a ten out of ten. Um, no, you can't say after ten. You can't say after four hours anyway. But, um, and then Zelda, I was really interested in Andromeda. I'm really interested in. But those are all huge games, and they're all coming in with, out within like three weeks of each other. So right. there's no way that I'm going to be, especially with my time that I have to to game, and then with plus making content for dedicated to making content for Boundless. So I have to put in a certain amount of time to Boundless. Right. I can't play all those games on release. There's no way. So I just kind of gave into that. <laughs> some some games that are coming out in April. I see Bulletstorm Full Clip Editions coming out. Uh, Stardew, Stardew Valley is coming out, Collector's Edition for PS4 and Xbox One. I'd still like to play that on PS4 just because I liked it so much on PC, but then again, that's another time sink. Right, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe coming out for Switch at the end of April. That's just a money grab. Uh, May, there's not many things coming out. See, that's, that's when you should release a game, May. That's a good... GTA used to always release in May, and then they pushed it back to, like, October. That's when they should have released Titanfall 2. In my opinion. Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah. I don't know why EA did what they did as far as releasing Battlefield 1 and then Titanfall uh, Titanfall 2. I just thought it was stupid. It, it's such a shame because it's such a well-put-together game. Yeah, but you don't even hear about it anymore. That's what I'm saying because it came out right yeah. after Battle... In between Battlefield and Call of Duty. I don't know why you would make any game and do that with a game. Like, make it and be like, ah, it was just a talk for like two months and that's it. Especially a shooter. 
Like I could see releasing a, an RPG in between those two games, but why why release into your own competition? Right. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online: uh, Morrowind comes out in June, which is that's a big one. I'm not a big. Uh, I don't know. We talked about fighting games before on this channel. Tekken Seven. I uh, I used to love arcade Tekken. I, I'm not going back into fighting games anytime soon. Uh, Crash Bandicoot comes out July. You got Final Fantasy Twelve, the Zodiac Age. I don't understand the Final Fantasy series games. Like, didn't twelve already come out? Like, we're on fifteen. Yeah, like, I'm so. I'm so confused on on how they don't even go into the next. Uh, when is Sea of Thieves coming out? I don't see Sea of Thieves. I don't see it either. But I just saw um, the comment. I do want to. I do want to play Sea of Thieves. That's something that I don't. I never remember that because I'm not on Xbox. But I do know that you can get it on Windows Ten as well. Yeah, it's on Windows and it's on and it's actually cross platform, so you can play with people that are on the Xbox with it. So. Uh, that's a game I'm looking forward to. And these bastards, if you're listening out there, okay, I signed up day one, day one after E3, whenever you could sign up for a newsletter to get stuff and get into early access, I signed up for, <clears throat> yet I don't have a code ever, ever. And they're like, oh, we got 5,000 more, 8,000 more this weekend. There's people that signed up last week that are getting it. Okay, where's my invite? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Where is my invite? I'm being selfish right now. Where the hell is my invite for Sea of Thieves? Um, what else do I want to play? I, I am really, of course, I mean, as everybody is, I'm interested to see what Destiny 2 is going to be all about. I am in love with Destiny, but at the same time, I always call Destiny uh, my stripper girlfriend. Okay? She's just, she looks hot, but she's just a hot mess. Right? Like, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> almost make you spit your drink out. Like, we always called her Destiny, our stripper girlfriend on the show because she's super hot, so much potential for her, but yet she just doesn't see her full potential. Right? So, so she just keeps dancing. She just keeps dancing on that pole. Right? And just, and just keeps taking people's money. Right? And that's I'm that, with you. Right. I mean, I, I quit a year ago. Did you? You just yeah. put it on hiatus. You're, you're coming back. Uh, <laughs> all they need is a good reveal for Destiny exactly exactly but so i yeah i walked away from it for a while when for destiny sure. 2 comes out i'm i'm in for another 60 dollars, right right i'm back in with the lap dance from destiny stripper girlfriend <laughs> i'm back for a 60 dollar lap dance from her she's got to give me good content okay if she doesn't give me good content if bungie screws the pooch on this one because i had so much potential for Destiny 1 and they just never hit. Yeah. Okay. Now my expectations are like coming down, right? Yeah. I have it at Taken King level, okay? okay? Meaning if when it comes out it has to be as good as Taken King, okay? And then on top of that, yeah, Jesus, $60 lap dance, right? Is that too expensive <laughs> or low? I don't know. Uh, but uh so I haven't been to a strip club in years. Uh so it needs to be Taken King level, and then it needs to add, if it's RPG more, and if it's more MMO, like they say it's going to be, where you can yeah. like run from one tower to the next. All rumors, all speculation. I need, yeah, I need that too. Right. If they give me that, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in for 60. I'm in for the, the additional <laughs> 60. Like, I'm in. Let me ask you this question. At what point are you in for 60? And then you're out after that. What does the game have to not do for you to be out? Okay, if it doesn't have dedicated servers, that's okay. one one mark against them. If it's not an RPG, that's another mark against them. If I can't go into 
like six man, 15 man, whatever patrols on like, you know, more people on the planets to actually hang out with. Yeah. Done. Okay. I don't, I don't want it. It, it. The best way I can describe it, if you take, if you take division where I can run around the world and go from one base to the next by walking to it or mm-hmm. fast traveling to it. It's not just a tower, which is a social space, which is not really a social space. Right. That's yeah. right. It's just bullshit. Trickery. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So if I can run from one tower to the next on either taking my ship, it has to have space something. It has to have me something to do with with my spaceship. I don't want a load screen space uh, a ship. Yeah. I want something to do with a ship in this one. Yeah. I want RPG elements. I want MMO. I want bigger raids. I mean, I have high expectations for this, but at the same time, it needs to be more. It, what they what they gave us, I know people love it, but you're blinded by it, right? You're yes, they're blinded absolutely. by it. And let me let me be the person to to talk you down from the from the <laughs> from the hype here. Okay. Because if you just take and this I guarantee you this is what they're gonna do. They're gonna take exactly what they've done with Destiny One and just make it over again, right? Because it sold a gajillion copies. Yeah, and people are f- rabid about it. Right. Okay, so if they just give us the exact same thing but with better graphics, people are going to be like, this is the best thing ever. But all they really did was instead of playing on Earth, Mars, and Venus, okay, now you're playing on, let's just say, Saturn, Jupiter, and whatever, you know, Utopia, okay? You're on three different planets, but yet it's the same cookie-cut style stuff going on. I won't even buy into it if it's that. When they they reveal it, I wouldn't even spend $60. See, I would spend $60 just to see and then be like, you know what? Nope, I'm done. If it's the same fucking shit I got in Destiny One, I'm done. If they I have, love how, I love how you guys talk about Destiny because you're so real about it. Yeah, you're not like you're not like you are a really big fan of Destiny, as I consider myself as well. Like I played since the alpha. I have almost two thousand hours in this game. I'm, I'm not blind to its shortcomings, of which there are many. Right, and I look. I'm a fan of video games, right? And if I talk bad about a video game, everyone thinks it's just black and white. Like, oh, he's talking shit about the game, and that's it. No, I make I make educated decisions based on what I'm seeing. Yeah, and they're just they're just not there. Like, come on, Rain. Sparrow League Rain. Racing, Sparrow League Racing should have been in the game in the oh, in the yeah. beginning, right? Like going down to the city, more cutscenes, more story. Like the story, and I know we've talked about this many times. The story is not even in the game. It's in a they're in cards. That's a completely different story, but. If they even do that better, where they take the actual cutscenes and stories and put them into the actual game, then that would be phenomenal, right? I mean, give us something, give us some juice to the story. It's such a rich lore of the game, and yet they didn't do anything. Yeah. You got bored with Destiny way back when, when it was based in the vault was new? Yeah. I mean, some people, it's not for everybody, right? It's a definitely grinding game, and I like grinds. Right. That's, I mean, I know they're not going to change it. So I shouldn't get my hopes up, but that's the thing that I really would want to change is to have it be the rewards be more objective based instead of yeah. so heavy on the RNG because it's just like I love the game and I would love I mean, that's a game that if it was done correctly, I would play every week to play the shit but out I of it. I don't want right. to play four or five hours a day just to grind for the perfect role on something. Right. Uh, right. Uh, the perfect role randomly. The perfect role randomly after right. getting the weapon randomly the first time. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Like, I they... I want to take a gun that maybe I, and I've said this before, let's say I get a Hopscotch Pilgrim, okay, and it has a certain perk on one of them, and then I have another gun that has a better perk on that gun. I should be able to dismantle that gun, take that perk off that gun, 
okay? Spend a shit ton of glimmer, okay, to do it, to move it over to this other gun. So now I have two perfect perks on this gun, right? And then later down the road, I get another hopscotch pilgrim and it has another perk on it that I'm like, you know what? I want to do that. But every time you do down each category, right? So if I'm pulling from the third category, maybe it costs an astronomical amount of glimmer to break this gun down to take that piece out to yeah. move it to your gun. Okay, if it's the first circle, it doesn't cost as much. If it's the second circle, it costs a little bit more. If it's the third circle, it costs even more. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's what they need to do to customize the weapons. I want to be able to take a gun. We're almost out of time on the show. I can't believe we've already gone through that. Uh, I want to take a gun and be able to take a white weapon and then turn that white weapon into a legendary weapon, right? Maybe not an exotic, but it can go from white to legendary. You know what I mean? Like, to a purple. Yeah. That's the way I want to be. So when someone sees me year three and goes, what gun is that? I'm like, I'm using the Duke. And they're like, what gun is that? <laughs> right? And you're like, it's a gun that was level 12 and now it's level 400. And I've, I've killed this many people with it. And this is, this is my gun. There's many like it, but this one yeah. is mine. Okay? That's, that's what I want in a game like this because that's what it's about. It's about the guns. It's about the armor. It's about the stuff. And if everyone can look the same but you change the shader, that's not being legendary. That's just being... Uh, yeah. like a copycat <laughs> you know what i mean right so especially I don't know. because everybody eventually the way that destiny is now everybody eventually ends up with the same the same weapon 10 pieces yep. of exactly shit. anyway yep that's exactly it uh i don't even think we have uh time to all right real quick we'll run down um sea of thieves has got to open or not open it's a close alpha this weekend if you didn't get your uh invitation check your um insider hub inside your xbox i know they were sending them uh, to people through through their actual Xbox, uh, or you can check your emails, but checking your spam folders, sometimes it goes in there. Uh, so just in case some of you are out there that want to play Sea of Thieves, maybe got invited and don't know about it. Um, transferring GTA Online characters, you have until March 12th to get it done. So if you still play GTA Online on your 360 and now you have an Xbox One character and you haven't done it yet, I don't know why you wouldn't have done it already, but if you haven't, Move on over because they're not supporting it anymore on the uh, on the Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3. Uh, there was a new trailer for Shadows of Mordor. It's a uh, it's called Middle Earth. Uh, what is it called? Middle Earth. Give me a second. It's called Middle Earth Shadows of War. Uh, a trailer came out. It's all cinematic. Check it out. It's uh, pretty fucking cool. I didn't play Shadows of Mordor. I watched a lot of people play it on on Twitch. Uh, it looks like a good game. Uh, Civilization VI uh, has been rumored to come out. So if you guys are big fans of Civilization, uh, another Civilization game is coming out. Uh, and that's basically the rundown of stories. Um, real quick, we'll go over. We go over a little bit on, on time is fine. Let me bring up. Uh, we had a couple of people send in some stories. Uh, let me see here. There's a new character. Oh, that's what I wanted to bring up. Uh, if you're an Overwatch fan... Let me bring this up real fast. Uh, da, 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 da. Talks amongst yourselves while I look it up. <laughs> I can't believe the time is already, already gone. That, that went by fast, right? I'm telling you, I could do. You could do like a five hour, five hour show. Um, let me see. This is the video. This is the video. All right, let's play this. You guys are not going to be able to hear the audio. Sorry about that, but you can watch the actual. Uh, footage. So this is a new character. If I can get to the actual... Is this not the... He's just talking about it. God damn it. That's not the right one. Not the right one. 
That's the right one. I saw a little bit of footage from earlier today about it. It's a tank, right? Yeah, it's a robot. So there's a there, if you if you played Overwatch the, since the update that happened, um, on one of the boards, uh, new new, I'm gonna say it wrong. New Bay, new um, New Bay, whatever it's called. Uh, the opening scene has a bunch of robots smashed in because Doomfist is an, also another character that blew up these robots and attacked and, and destroyed these robots. And one of the robots is stuck into the wall. And then apparently this character comes along and takes this character and rebuilds it, builds it up. Uh, Nubani, thank you. Numbai, Numbani, is that how you say that? Numbani, yeah. Nubani. Uh, so this little girl, uh, I believe she's a girl, uh, makes this robot and gives it a heart and makes it a good uh, to fight against the, the bad. So uh, this character looks pretty badass, I, I have to admit. Uh, so technically, there's going to be two new characters uh, coming about. There's uh, Doomfist, I believe his name, and then there's this one. So what is this one called? Iffy? Is that what it's called? No, that's the the little girl. The little girl's called Effie. And what's the what's this uh, character's name? I don't remember. Ta- watched- Tally's our expert in Overwatch, so she'll she'll put it in chat in a second. Have you seen any gameplay of the actual? Character? I have not. It's like uh, it's a tank. It's another tank. Um, or and so. so he has he has a shield like it's like a Reinhardt shield, but he actually or she it's a she I think yeah it's a she. she can she can place it down and walk and it stays there until it's either destroyed or it times out oh wow um, so it's a stationary shield and she also has like a um, like a Zarya type um, arm cannon that shoot that's it's 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 first fire is like regular regular ammunition so it's like a long range tank which is really interesting. And then the secondary fire is like a ball that she shoots out and it pulls it pulls the enemy team towards it mm-hmm. for like two seconds. So it, I, the oh, way so that it's I sort of it, it's sort of like um, what's her Zarya's uh, special sort, or her it's ult? It's sort of like that, but it's not that intense. It like you you fire the projectile and it will travel in unless it hits something in the environment. So it's almost like a vortex. Uh... It's, but it's only it's real quick. So the way that I saw the guy using it today in the PTR was like he'd shoot it. And there'd be an enemy around a corner, and it would pull the enemy around the corner just real quick into the line of fire. That's cool. So, Enough to get someone to get some shots on them. Right. It just lasts like a split second. It's not like Zarya's at all, where it, you can wipe out a team. Right, or right, anything, team. right, right. But right. it basically just, it, it was like whoop, and then he was there, and then you just get some shots on him. Do, so, you, do you play much Overwatch? Uh, I, I don't play all the time, but I do play. Okay. Yeah. And you're on PlayStation, though, right? I'm on PlayStation and PC. Uh, I don't have it for PC. Oh. I, I suck on PC, but I do play it on See, PC. I'm better on PC, but I play on Xbox because uh, more friends have the game on Xbox. So it's funny because we were talking about a new character last night. We were playing Overwatch. We were playing Overwatch last night. We're like, when do you think the new uh, new character? I said, well, I thought it was Doomfist. I didn't even know about this character. Yeah. And I, I said, well, when's the next game come out? Because the, when the next game is released, and I'm talking about any game, like Zelda came out today, and here you are. They released the character, I believe, what, today, correct? Yeah. Today. So I think that's pretty funny. When a game comes out, they want you to stay with Overwatch. Blizzard, Blizzard's doing a fantastic job. And let me tell you, if they, this will be our last thing we talk about real fast. If Overwatch makes a single-player campaign or something along the lines of what they did for the Halloween update, yeah. where it's a, sort of like a raid type thing, oh, my yeah. God, this game is so much fun on on. People versus AI. The new yeah. uh, the new addition they did where you can do your customized games, so much fun. 
you can literally do anything. You can customize anybody. And there's some really cool um, servers that people are creating. Uh, so if you're playing Overwatch, go check out those servers. And yeah. You can play like all 500 <clears throat> health guys super hard and stuff. It's really fun, really fun. Yeah, that PvE event for Halloween was incredible. I hope so good. There's so much that they can do with that franchise. That that's gonna be. T- I mean, it's Blizzard. They're gonna make billions and billions of dollars off that forever. If I really want them to make like a Netflix or something like series off of it, I would love I'm to sure. watch that. I would love to watch that. I'm sure that. Yeah, I'm sure they're gonna do all, all <laughs> of that stuff. They're gonna monetize that as much as they possibly can. Yeah. What What is that? Well, they've convinced their players to sell, sell, sell. All right, so that's the end of the show, guys. I, I I wish we could talk even more, but we're out of time. So I appreciate you guys all watching. Uh, episode 76. Uh, Dan, tell them where they can find you at. Um, you can find me at YouTube. At um, You can just search Dan Before Time, and my channel will come up. And the actual address is YouTube.com slash Dan Before Time Official. You can follow me on Twitter where I talk gaming nonsense pretty much every day. At Time Before at time Dan. Before Dan right. Because some dickhead already has Dan Before Time. <laughs> did, you ever reach, never, did you ever reach no, out to him? I haven't. You should. I mean, you should. It has never, ever posted on the account. Not only should you reach out to him, but mm-hmm. you should actually talk to Twitter and write to them and say, hey, look, this is my name. I have this across all my brand. And I yeah. would like to see if this person has not been active in this account and see if they, they can close it out and give it to you. Okay. Seriously, look into, ser- look into it uh, because yeah. I know somebody... No, it would be nice to not have to explain time before Dan. Right. I know somebody that's done it on, on Twitter. So if you ask and they know that the person's not using it, you could probably get it. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely something that I'll look into because it would be nice to actually have that. Right. That or app. offer the guy a, a dollar. Be like, hey, here's a... <laughs> <laughs> here's a dollar i'm willing to give you a dollar for this for this actual name since um, you don't and use twitch it. too every once in a while damn before time um i mostly <laughs> just host people but um when did you start your twitch up <clears throat> like i started i right when death right around when destiny released oh so right around the beginning of destiny yeah okay and i streamed until i streamed until the day before my daughter was, was born. born. Yeah, I, yeah. Which I know um, exactly how you feel. It's just, so. I didn't even know my daughter was coming. Like I finished like a five or six hour stream and um, we were talking about like some of my chat. We were talking about, oh, baby's coming soon. And she, at that point, she was supposed to be a month away still. And then it was like that night. Ta-da. Yeah, here. <laughs> and then that's when I um, just started doing I was doing YouTube here and there then, too, when I was doing Twitch. But um I just moved over to YouTube just so, because. So just your daughter's time. the same age as my son then. They're like two, my daughter two, is, and a, two, two and a half. My daughter is a year and a half. Oh, a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. It goes by fast. It does. All right. Well, Dan, thank you very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you filling in for, for Sarge. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. God, I wish we had more time. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Don't forget, you can hit that follow button. Uh, we're here every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. I look over here because usually my camera's over here and I'm talking to chat, but I, I got to look dead straight. Uh, so we're here every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week and we rant along the way. Uh, make sure you hit the follow button. Make sure you follow Dan. on Subscribe to him on YouTube. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, really informative when he does his uh, videos on YouTube. Check him out. Uh, and we'll see you guys on the next one.
two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.